Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th. And it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14th. Get tickets now. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA. The best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're, you're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be good. good. It's fine. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the session. Back in the studio this week, and uh, you know, it's been a little while. We had a party weekend last week, otherwise known as our off day, otherwise known as officially reporting and doing work from the Boonville Beer Festival. That's just hangover day, wasn't it? It was officially hangover day. Uh, we are in bad shape too. I've been in bad shape for a week since then, and I'm just getting back on the horse today. And uh, I'm glad to see you, Doc. There was something in the cosmos today that actually told me you weren't going to be here. And I think everybody Almost. else, too. Everybody here asked, hey, is Doc here today? And we I, never asked, because of course you are. I've had quite a weekend. Yeah. Uh, uh, Friday uh-huh. night was kids' things, then baseballer in the morning. I was at Cub Scout camp out last night. Oh. This guy next to me was snoring like a buzzsaw. Had me and the kid up like from 1 to 4 this morning. What a douche. I, I was just going to drag my tent somewhere else. Yeah. I had uh, one earbud. Of my iPod in his ear and one in my ear, <laughs> just just to drown it out, just to help a little bit. And then I get home and the wife says we're all out of water, so I'm looking around for busted pipes. There's a busted pipe out at the pump in the well, uh, so I'm fixing that till about I don't know, 45 minutes ago. Oh, I barely see. got enough water in there to take a shower. But now all is well. All is well. 
You're a good last-minute fix-it guy. I can't remember how many beginnings of the session have begun with you saying, yeah, my house blew up (laughs) until 15 minutes ago, and I fixed it, and now I'm here. Maybe we should put Doc on the global warming thing. Yeah. Get that that fixed real fast. Prince Charles says we have 18 months, so let's go, Doc. Let's go. (laughs) As long as I can get back to the show. (laughs) (laughs) We stopped those icebergs from melting. As long as I can get to the show. You know, it's about the beer. And then the other thing is, uh, Shat and I were wagering whether... There's a lot in the cosmos about you today. I just get feelings every now and then. And we, were, we were trying to figure out, uh, all right, is Doc going to be all fired up today? Or, uh, you know, is he going to be raring to go? Or will he be mellow, Doc? Uh, and you look kind of middle of the road. Well, he was uh, ringing. It rang a long time. I was going to fuck with him and not, not answer it. Oh. <laughs> Come on. And then I, then I changed oh, heart. Changed oh. heart and I answered it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was just right around the corner anyway. All right. You drinking with us today? Oh, yeah. Okay. I just don't have one in front of me. That's all. Oh, all right. Well, we'll have to get on that. we got a lot to do today and some special surprises for you. It's going to be a good show. Uh, we've got Terrapin Brewing Company coming on with us today. And cool guys. Doc, I think you're going to have fun. Uh, hippie. Yeah, well, I got it from you know, Terrapin Brewing. Come yeah, on. there you go. Uh, so, and and they love their music. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. Of course, we'll be talking about their beers. Oh yeah, we've got a couple of their beers to try that were uh, sent to us by uh, one of our great listeners, McGruffis. McGruffis, yeah, who's a very cool guy to us all the time. He's always sending us good beers. Um, so he sent us to, uh, some Terrapin. So we're going to try a couple of different ones from them. Can I uh, ask a question? Yeah. Uh, on behalf of the uh, non-patchouli dreadlock uh, hippies, what t- terrapin? What what is what is? Why did you get that they were hippies? Oh, uh, there's a uh, uh, album from the dead and a song called Terrapin Station. Okay, there you go. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, we'll get into that too. They've got some other interesting connections to the dead that we'll talk about that I think you're going to enjoy. Oh, cool. Doc. So it's going to be a good interview. We got that going on, and then we've got a, a special musical guest for you today. You know, every now and then we like to bring in some. Uh, yeah. Uh, local musicians, um, or at least I should say independent musicians, to, uh, you know, if it's quality, we'll put it on the air, and if it fits. And, uh, you know, a lot of the BNers have been missing the blues show. Oh, yeah, I've been seeing that on the, on the forum. So. Yeah, that we used to do. I used to do a blues show on Sunday mornings, and that was when I was still, like, you know, waiting tables, and I didn't have a lot of work to do. So uh, and now you're so damn busy. Now I can't do it. I, once we got the CBS gig, I, I had to cancel the blues show. So we're going to do a little blues for you today. Uh, Big Joe Hurt is joining us in the studio. Big Joe, welcome, nice. man. Glad you can make Thank it. You. you were a fan of the blues show, too. I'm a big fan. I was asking you about that today, if you guys still do it. Um, we we started to discuss Big Joe Hurt picking up the blues show for us. Wow. Um, I don't know. We'll someone that knows happens. how to do it? Yeah, someone that knows how to do it. No, 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 Down in L.A., we'll have to have Horsecock. Help us out with that. Yeah, Big Joe Hurt plays with a bass player called Horsecock. And let me tell you, it doesn't get better than that. If your bass player's or, or name is Horsecock, <laughs> it doesn't get better or bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get a live performance out of Big Joe Hurt and Horsecock later on in the show. Uh, is it a coincidence that uh, it's Big Joe Hurt and Horsecock? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, That's uh, the name of the I next, don't think it is our next uh, adult film. <laughs> <laughs> Big Joe Hurt and Horsecock in Watch Out, It's Gonna Hurt. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. Uh, I've known Big Joe for a long time. We grew up together and uh now he's, he's putting out some great music so we're gonna get that uh to you a little bit later and we'll tell you where you can buy the cd if you enjoy it so a little bit of blues at the end nice. of the program for you and hopefully uh spike from terrapin will enjoy that too because they're music fans so uh no beavo tonight out there no beave she did say she may be able to stop by good 
because I got her a present. Oh, okay. Yeah, she told me last minute she can't make it. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Doc just put a... That's a real one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it Doc oh. just put a, a stuffed squirrel on my console. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's gotta have rodents. It's awesome. looking right at you, too. Where did you get that thing? You get anything on eBay. <laughs> All right, Shat, you're going to need to contact Bevo and tell her she has to at least make wow. an appearance. Tell her, to, tell her to stop by. How's the pair on that thing? She's got yet to have big nuts. I, actually, I think it's a girl Seven squirrel. Oh, now. damn it. We yeah, can, it's a girl squirrel. We can fix that. It's a real stuff squirrel. When, did you, oh, yeah. Did you notice when Doc lifted it up, there was a whole, like, uh, just a bunch of dust and filth that uh, came off of that thing? Where did you get that thing? eBay? eBay? Yeah. <laughs> and did the guy, like, what did the description say? Did the guy, like, catch that himself? Well, I just said uh, partially uh, yeah, used. It was either this. They had a couple different ones uh, doing different things. Partially used, slightly matted <laughs> tail hair. <laughs> no, that's just, uh, awesome. Let's, he's better looking right at you. Yeah, that's. I, I like this. He's uh, leaving his schmeg all over the deck. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I didn't vacuum it or anything. Does he bite? He's just molting a little bit. That's yeah. He's molting. It's kind of freaky. Look at the eyes on that thing. I was playing with him in the car on the way over, and people are looking at me. <laughs> Put him on your shoulder and drive around. <laughs> All right, well, I'll try to get Beavis here. She's at, um, Sam has a couple sisters. One of them's a retard, and she's at her, her uh, wedding shower today. She's at the tard shower. Well, nice. So, um, you aren't there? Better get a Good shower cap. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So she did say she she didn't really want to go. She just kind of had to. She was obligated. So she was going to try to skip out early to to make an appearance. Chat, try to get a hold of her and uh, tell her that an appearance is required. She's going to have to. That we have a nice gift for her. All right, so that'll be cool. We got those things going on. Um, good show. Eight 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 four zero one beer. That's our phone number. Eight 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 four zero one beer. Give us a call with your questions, comments, any of that stuff. It's also the voicemail line during the week if you want to leave us uh, any kinds of messages. I couldn't get to our messages this this week. The stupid Comcast thing is down. I can't get to the website at all. So unless uh, it clears up by the end of the program, there's not going to be any voicemails this week. Although people were bitching about it in the forum. You see that this week? Oh, it's too much of one person. These people are boring. It really slows the show down. I have to fast forward it um, all two minutes of it because I don't have a proper attention span. I have to reach all the way across my vehicle to press the fast forward button. My parents did a lot of heroin when I was in utero, so I can't really focus on one thing for too long. Yeah, it was a minute and a half last week. And it was bad. I was on the edge i was gonna go over but something said no no don't how come it's all stephanie that called in and made those complaints <laughs> yeah there's a lot of people complaining about the uh, uh some people stuck up for it. they said hey if you don't like the voicemails call in and leave some better ones which okay. i yeah. kind of agree with i mean it's 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 not our yeah. production it's the bn army's production it's yours yeah. so you don't, don't like it make it better well, granted they weren't all golden but there was a couple good ones in there i don't come know on, wh- some guy called his wife a loopy cunt yeah. last week i mean that's a that's good radio and then with the way it clicked up you let me come Click, click. I don't know why it was all Stephanie that called in. <laughs> Maybe the, she didn't call in last week because uh, Sully was visiting some of her family. Maybe so. All right, that was an inside joke that yeah, I know. I know. Don't get God to enjoy, it. JP. Look, I thought it was funny. All right. So anyway, I won't be able to get to your voicemails this week, but we'll replay them all next week. Uh, or if I can get into the account later on today, we'll so just, it'll be six minutes. We'll just shotgun them. <laughs> go through just there but 888-401-BEER you can also join uh, JP in the chat room this week hi hey JP yes lead fist today 
lead fist? Throw them out. I want a completely well-behaved and tame chat room today. Oh, I thought you wanted me to pull it out. and No. No. Okay. I want you to go I ahead. Th- and I was thinking that. Kick yeah. people out. Lock them out. All right. Because you know what? Uh, you guys, are, you've been taking advantage of the chat room. You've been being dicks in there. I'm not going to lie about it. A few of you, you're just coming in there and you've been dicks. And Bevo's had to deal with you for a couple of weeks and throw people out. So yeah. forget it. And uh, you know how much she puts up with. I mean, she JP doesn't. Yeah. I'm kind of sick of it. I think you guys are taking advantage of it. So everyone needs to be nice. Or JP, I really don't care. Throw them out. Okay. Get rid of them. Right, I, don't care if you, I don't care if you get all the way down to just two people in there. It's okay. Yeah. They've all been really nice so far. All right, good. Keep it that way or you're getting chucked. Okay. You know, it's not our policy around here, but uh, it might have to change. Zero tolerance. I can tighten up the uh, whatever. You know, if this ends up being a more pleasurable experience for everybody in the chat room this week because we've done it this way, then we're switching over. We're going to go lead fist rules, which is different than that movie you own, JP. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> All right, I do have a great announcement for you guys as we get into our announcements uh, this week. The uh, Mayfair official best of show results came out yesterday. We actually got an early track on them, um, but I had to wait until today to to give it out. Um, The Brewing Network took the top two spots in the best of show of the Mayfair competition, which is an important competition, and we're real proud of this gentleman. Uh, You're going to know his name when we say it. We're real proud of him. He's been doing a great job. He's a new brewer. Uh, The Brewing Network is his club, so it gives us club points as well. More importantly for him, it gives him a nice leg up on California Home Brewer of the Year, doesn't it? The Mayfair is a big one for that, isn't it? Yeah, it's the first of the three uh, competitions. So so he's got a nice leg up. Runner-up. The best of show in the Mayfair competition, Mike Moraz, oh, Club, nice. the Brewing Network. Yeah. Official best of show beer, Mayfair competition, 2008, Mike Moraz, the Brewing whoa, Network. Whoa, whoa. Club. Yeah. His two beers, uh, what were they, Shat? Uh, the Goose was the runner-up, and okay. his Extra Pale Ale. Extra Pale. Best of show. So it wasn't even one of his sours, which was what we've yeah. kind of come to know him for, that won Best of Show. It was his Extra yeah. Pale Ale. You know you're, you're pretty much a stud when you can lose against yourself. It's yourself. Yeah. How great is that? I mean, this guy's got to be he's got to be stoked right now. So congratulations. He's known as Kuda in our forum. So if you don't know the name Mike Moraz, he's Kuda in the forum. You've seen him around there. And uh, Shat, you got him booked. We're doing a show with him, right? Yes, on the 8th. He's going to come in and he's going to talk to us about using some non-traditional yeasts and uh, you know a couple different ingredients that he's doing. It's really great because he really is a, a, a brand new home brewer for all intents and purposes. We're talking about two years here, I think, that he got into it. And he's doing great. He just went in hardcore and he's, he's doing a great job and, and winning competitions. He's got a few going to nationals, right? Yeah, I believe he's got uh, three or four. Yeah. Three or four going to national, so we'll see how he does over there. I think he's going to do great, knock yeah. on wood. Um, so, not only that, guys like this who are putting down the Brewing Network as their club. Chat, what would you tell me this week? Our The Brewing Network is ranked kind of high up there as a club, right? We are ranked number eight right now. We're number eight in the on, country. Yeah, yeah. As far as rankings on the as uh, points. NHC board here. Yeah. There's a lot of clubs, right? Yeah, I think they're There's ranked. 600. Like 600 clubs. Re- registered with the HA. So how about that? BN Army bringing it strong and getting uh, getting us ranked number eight. Showing up. 
It's going to get us in trouble, Tasty. We were talking about this. You know, we start winning these things. And oh yeah, they're making some new rules for you. Looking, they're going to yeah. start changing the rules. Yeah. You can't be a national club. You know, whatever. Well, you know, some people might stop. You know, entering as their own club and just switch over to the to the BN to the BN because yeah. we become a prestigious club. Well, uh, I tell you what, another uh, thirty forty breweries. You have a chance to win the whole thing. Mm. See, we used to be the bad news, bad news bears, ducks. <laughs> now we're like one of the top ten. The mighty ducks. <laughs> yeah, now we're the mighty ducks. <laughs> There's a total of twenty-one moving on, advancing. 21. twenty-one brewing network beers advancing. We've got eighty points right now. All right, so we told you last week we're actually broadcasting from the National Homebrewers Conference this year, and we're hopefully going to be streaming the award ceremony live to Streaking? you guys at home. Now yeah, that too. Nice. How great will it be to hear the Brewing Network announced a couple of times during that awards ceremony for our <laughs> so brothers and sisters sweet. out That'd there really in the nice. BN Army? Yeah, that'd be great. We need a list of names. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you can't go to the dinner and not root for anybody. I mean, that's boring. No, you got to root. Yeah. We've got the list right here. Want me to run it down? All 21? Yeah. Go for it. Do it fast. All right. We've got Martin and Jennifer Schofield. Little three. Uh, I'm sorry. Two club points. You said do it fast. Stephen yeah. Quintana. Brad Hillman, Rob Sterkel, Schofield again, Daniel Podina, Schofields again, Keith Mychek, Joe Childress, Stephen Quintana, Gordon Shuck, twice, nice. Daniel Podina, Robert Chiquinta Jr., sorry if I'm butchering these, Adam Mills, Adam Mills, Fred Meisner, Matt Smith, Stephen Quintana, Patrick Greeny, the Schofields again, nice. and Rob Sterkel. All right. Durkle. Congratulations, yeah. B. Ennerts. All going to the National Homebrewers Conference. Uh, that's in June. We're going to be there. Uh, Doc will be there. Tasty will be there. Shat, myself, JP. All of us. Even Plisse is going to be there, right? Yeah, Plisse will be there. I was trying to get Beavis to fly in oh, for the Friday, you don't Saturday. Want, you don't want to put her through that. I do want to put her through that. There's a total of three women uh, out yeah, of 800 homebrewers. Uh, she she can handle magnet. it, though. She can handle it. I did want to put her through that. Oh, man. Talk about busy Friday night at club night. Trial by fire. Oh. I'm still trying. She's oh, to have her own booth. She's at, yeah, just give her, exactly. Well, I think we're going to have a booth there, so we, I figured we'd just have her stand at it the whole time, and the rest of us go do stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't know. She has no vacation time left off of work, and people's eyes need I mean, help. Sam's not supporting her? She just no. quit. <laughs> she should quit because we pay so well. Uh, so we're going to see if we can get her out there. But uh, Wait, You're paying her? We'll all be there. All right. Uh, anniversary party. That is Saturday, June 14th. It's at Downtown Joe's in Napa. If you didn't know about it already, you should be there. You can still get flights. Southwest, pretty cheap. Find places to stay out there. Might be a couple rooms left at the official BN Hotel, the Travel Lodge, as of this week. <laughs> uh, That's of the official BN Hotel? Oh, yeah. The Travel Lodge. But it's All the Travel the Lodge in Napa, so, you know. Well, there you go. It's like painted nicer. <laughs> it's like a fresh... It smells like uh, has cork. A, has a fresh yeah. coat of beige. Yeah, there's some raisins in there. Uh, or if you're local, you know, there's no reason that you shouldn't be there if you're a BN listener. Come out and hang out with us. We've got a great thing going on. We've got a couple of bands playing, a little bit of uh, some surprise music going on for you there. Um, also, we're going to have a rotating guest tap, which is uh, we're going to get put on some really nice beers. So especially if you're coming from out of the area, you're going to get to try some things you never get to try. Plus all of downtown Joe's beers. And I know that Colin is making sure he's ramping up to get some good beers on tap for us. We're going to be able to do a homebrew tasting right at the beginning, which we've never been able to do before. So if you come into the party, bring homebrew. If you're local, go ahead and bring a corny of it. You can bring kegs because we're going to have a whole tap set up. And Downtown Joe's would actually rather us 
do it on tap than have a bunch of bottles to deal with. Um, but if you're flying in, I understand that. So just you know, bring some bombers, whatever you're going to bring, and go ahead and bring your homebrew. We're going to have a whole tasting from 5 to 6 o'clock um, at, at Downtown Joe's, and that's going to be a cool thing. And then we'll get on with the festivities after that. Everyone will be primed and ready to go. Hour of tasting each other's homebrews. You know people are going to bring their big beers. Yeah. So it's my double imperial chocolate watermelon stout. Yeah. Hour of that will be ready to go. Fermented in the sun. All right, keep signing up for your American Homebrewers Association memberships. You can do that through the store, and uh, it's thirty-eight bucks. Uh, you get the Zymergy magazine out of that. You get discounts at brew pubs. Uh, you're an official member. You get a discount going to the Homebrewers Conference. Um, I think you uh, you get into the members only edition of the Great American Beer Festival. There's a whole session that you have to be a member. You get a members only um, jacket. You do. That would be cool. They should give members only jackets. That'd be great. Um, Where would they find them? <laughs> I mean, how Sam's. Sam's Closet. Closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got eight of them. Uh, so you can do that. And if you sign up through the Brewing Network store, it really helps us out a lot. Not just because we get a little cut from um, the price of it, but I'll tell you what, the American Homebrewers Association loves that we're selling a bunch of memberships. And it kind of keeps us strong in the community and keeps things moving, keeps us with a little bit of pull. You know, maybe if you guys want a little something extra out of the American Homebrewers Association in the future, uh, you give us a little more weight if you keep signing yeah. up through us. So uh, we're, we're a pretty strong voice right now, I'll tell Make you that. Make us fat. Yeah, so uh, sign up for your AHA memberships through us. And then also, uh, you know, I've, I mentioned the donations. I'm, I've been mentioning them every week since we started. Uh, I want to mention a big thanks right now because a lot of you have really been coming through and signing up for the recurring donations and even one-time donations. And you're buying merchandise and you're doing stuff and it's really keeping us alive around here. We're even running the air conditioner today. Oh, wow. I was expecting it to be pretty smoking hot. It's yeah. like 90 degrees in California right now. It's pretty yeah, hot. It's 90. And because you folks have been donating and really coming through, <laughs> we were able to turn on the AC today. We've been sweating our balls off the rest of the week. Yeah. But at least on Sunday, we could afford to turn on the AC. See, and I'm freeballing for no reason. Now. For nothing. Yeah. So I really wanted to say thanks from the bottom of my heart. You guys have been awesome and really keeping us going. And, and please keep it up because I, I hope you've noticed that the programming is getting better. Um, you know, we're able to spend more time on things now, and we really hope that you can you can keep it up for us, and we'll keep it up for you. So keep uh, hitting those donation buttons, and I really appreciate it. Send all your show ideas to Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. C-H-A-D, Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send all your insults to J-P at thebrewingnetwork.com. <laughs> That's J-P, two letters, at thebrewingnetwork.com. And send everything else to Feedback. So, you know how in the chat room, maybe you don't, um, you know, people talk about what they're drinking, what they're brewing, what they're doing, that whole kind of thing. Sure. You know, I'm drinking this beer, my, my homebrew, it's a rye IPA and blah, blah, blah. Friggin' Meister of Puppets. The kid. The kid, that ass clown. The 16-year-old. He goes, uh, I'm having a really nice bowl of ice cream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kick him out. Yeah, like, what are you doing, man? Wow. And it's coffee flavored. Yeah. yeah. And people are like, don't, are they, are they don't welcoming too, him? No, no, they're giving him tons of shit. They're like, don't have too much. Hope you have his designated driver. Meister. <laughs> I hope you're not lactose intolerant. He's <laughs> <laughs> our one 16 year old listener. Is that illegal for us to have a 16 year old listener? Um, if we encourage him to drink, uh, it, we probably could be named. I'm encouraging him to have more ice cream. We probably could be named in a few lawsuits if anything happened, yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. All right, I think that's it uh, for our announcements. Oh, my God! You've got mail. Kick ass. 
It's time for feedback brought to you by Wordomatic.com. That's Wordomatic.com, the homebrewing gadget website. And we got a few bits of feedback this week. A couple of questions, a couple of insults, a couple but, of complaints. What normal? It's pretty normal. Here's a good thanks. Justin, Jamil, Doc, JP, please say Bevo and the rest of the BN. Just wanted to send a quick thanks. I got I just got the results from the Brewmasters Open in Roswell, Georgia, and I received a first place for my amber ale out of nineteen beers in the category. Great. And it was uh, Jamil's recipe, by the way. So mark up some more club points for the Brewing Network. This really lifted my spirits as I'm currently in the middle of studying for my Step 1 medical board exam. He says, I'm sure Doc can empathize. He's yeah. he's in the heart of med studying, Doc. So this uh, lifted his spirits. I'm from Roswell, so uh, this was my hometown competition and only the second competition I've entered. I've learned more from the session and the Jamil show than any other resource in my brewing. Give a shout-out to the Terrapin Brewer today. He's right down the road from where I grew up, and I can testify that they make some awesome beers. Thanks up. Thanks again. Keep up the good work. Matt from Charleston, South Carolina. Good work, Matt. Um, here's somebody who... We get a lot of these where people think we just ignore other events in other parts of the country. This guy says, Hey, guys, I know you talked about hitting all the, all the major beer events this year, but I didn't hear any mention of the great taste of the Midwest. It's gotten quite a rep over the years and is already sold out for this year. I was wondering, since I'll be in attendance, if you'll be around. Hopefully after your exploits in Cincinnati Uh. for the NHC, you'll discover that traveling to flyover country can be rewarding. If you're not going to be in the house, let me know if you need a roving reporter to detail all the great beers and brewmasters. Keep up the great work. Cheers from Tim. Yeah, we can't uh, make all of these things. I mean... As much as it may seem glamorous here in Pacheco, <laughs> we just can't fly all over the place. And a lot of times that when, when we do get to do that, it's because the events sponsor us to come and uh, do broadcasting for them. So if anybody would like to talk to the great taste of the Midwest about the Brewing Network coming and uh, you know doing some, some reports for them, then that's one thing. But us kind of just jumping on a plane and doing it gets pretty pricey. So uh, roving reporters are fantastic. You can call the 800 number and leave us messages, 888 401 beer. Leave them there all week and let us know how it's going and we'll play them on the air. We'll get uh, official reports. Or if you want to call in live during the show, you know, we're live here every Sunday. So uh, just call in and give us a report. And that's the way that works. All right, here's another one. I started listening a couple months ago and now I find myself addicted to the ass hattery of the BN. For the last couple of weeks, I've not been able to listen live because I can't get the effing feed to work. So I enlisted to see if there was some kind of preference for those who donate regularly. For a couple of months, I was able to listen live. I bought a t-shirt and an AHA membership, but that must have worn off. So if my computer doesn't pick up the live feed this week, I'm going to throw it, and maybe I need to donate more. Besides, my wife gets all nervous when I'm sitting in the computer with no pants on, staring at the screen and pounding the beer. That's Private First Class, East Coast Division, Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. And, uh, yeah, I got a few messages um, recently about people not being able to tune in live. Here's what's happening. I used to stream all week long, and that stream is currently down because the studio is broken. The studio computer that used to stream that all week is broken. It was the one giving us all those noise issues. So until I can fix that, we're only live Sundays at 5 o'clock and every other Monday at 7 when Jamil does his live show. And occasionally for that other show. So just hang in there. It'll be back up again. I'm working on it. 
Uh, let's see. Another one here. This guy was... Uh, you drunken monkey effing monkey effers. <laughs> Bastards, I was tooling along listening to a lot of other tool. beer pass, uh, beer podcasts. Yeah, you were. Until I stumbled onto the session. Now they all seem lame and tired and dull as rocks. Well. I just can't listen to them droning on and on with some microbiologist talking about water pH anymore. You've ruined me. Of course... If you could somehow take the beer knowledge from some of those other shows and fit it all into JP's head, then you really have something. Yeah, you do. Seriously, people credit you guys with improving their beers? I don't know how you do it, but every week you manage to cram at least 10 minutes of useful homebrewing tips and techniques into a four-hour show. Kudos. Anyway, thanks for the fun and entertaining show, bastards. P.S. Your new intro sucks donkey ass. <laughs> cool. Well, it's good to hear that uh, you like listening to Donkey Ass. Really like it when people say that we cram ten minutes of information. You know what I say? Listen again, asswipe, <laughs> because there's so much beer information given out every time. Yeah. But if I don't stop and spell it out like a retard, like I did in the very beginning of this thing, yeah. then uh, so many people miss it because I didn't like slow down and go. What he did then was to put the beer into the cowboy <laughs> and things like that. We should stupid. We should have a uh, like an alert or a siren or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> alert! Beer information! Alert! <laughs> yeah. Beer information! Yeah, clang, clang, clang. I'll have to work on that. Push, I need a uh, beer information alert if you're listening. Please get that for me. Thank you. Uh, here's a real beer question for us, Doc. Okay, real. Beer. I hope it's okay to ask such a beginner question, he says. And of course it is. It's always okay to ask uh, what seems like the dumbest of questions. They're never dumb. Um, I'm planning an extract brew to begin with and have three fermentation options. A plastic fermentation bucket, a plastic fermentation bucket with a spigot, and a plastic carboy. All three vessels are made for five-gallon batches. It seems to me that the easiest option is to ferment in the spigot bucket. This way I can bottle without transferring from one bucket to another. Although I understand uh, I have to gently add priming sugar to the bucket before bottling, it seems that this option is easier than bucket transferring when I can run into all kinds of siphon contamination issues. Is there something I'm not thinking of? What do you guys think? Well, I think if he, he's going to use the spigot bucket first, he's going to have problems with sucking yeast over, you know, the tube coming over. Mm-hmm. And that's not the primary bucket's not the one you want to. Uh, add the priming sugar too. Yeah. Put it in the bottling bucket, siphon over clean, yeah. and uh, add it to that. Then you can put it in bottles. And and actually, you can put that bucket up high with the uh, tube on the spigot and uh, and a bottling wand, and it works pretty well. That yeah, way. absolutely. I'm as a former bottler myself, as we all were, I suppose. I'm definitely with Doc on this one. When you say that you can gently put in the priming sugar into that primary and still bottle, you, you absolutely cannot. You really need to make sure you mix that priming sugar really well, or you'll end up with uh, you know a six-pack of beers that are over-carbonated and a six-pack of beers with nothing. So you're really going to have to stir that vigorously to get your priming sugar mixed throughout. Beer so, information alert. Beer <laughs> information alert. Now, the spigot is great for bottling though so if those are your choices i would say ferment in the bucket without a spigot transfer with a siphon to the bucket with a spigot and bottle out of your spigot bucket and if you can handle it uh put some co2 into the bucket before you transfer it in there great and you're stirring it don't stir it a lot 
Vigorously is tough because you're gonna and, and put yeah, oxygen mean, in there. Yeah, I don't mean churning like a lot of bubbles, but a good you know a good mix. Yeah, yeah, gently for a long time. Yeah, there you go. It's just you want an even solution is yes. the point. So whatever you got to do to get an even solution. But Doc, that's great advice, Doc, and, and beer information alert. We've talked about. Thank you, JP. I don't, I don't get it. We've talked about this before, uh, just you know, several times in several shows. Any vessel that you're going to pour your word into, if you can purge it with CO2, good on you. It'll help your beer a ton, right? So, if you can't, well, just make sure you don't splash it. Um, not to be a dick, but ha- but if, you are. If you're bottling, how do you have CO2? Well, I know that's what I said. If he's got, if he can do it. If mm. not, oh. just uh, make sure that the tubes in the bottom of the bucket start out slow. Tube until it's <laughs> until it's all the way it's uh, filled up a little bit on the bottom. Uh, just don't splash it into the bucket. Yeah. If you got CO2 in the bucket already, you can splash it all you want. Yeah. Tasty. Anything to add to that? Uh, no, I do like the uh, plastic carboys, though. Those are nice. Yeah, you can use that oh, yeah. for the primer, too. If you're going to yeah. use a, a racking cane, what the, what the heck. Okay. Yeah, since you got to save it anyway. So. Yep. All right. Why do you like the plastic carboys? Because they're not dangerous? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they hey, haven't, you, they you, haven't you, killed anybody. The, you don't have to deal with the lid. Yeah. That's all true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're easy to... There you go. That's good. So use the plastic carboy, transfer into your spigot bucket, and... Uh, uh, you're good to go. And then in your spigot bucket, of course, is where you put the priming sugar. So, yep, in yeah. the secondary bucket. Yep. And then you're in good shape. All right, here is my complaint uh, email of the week. Did it ever cross your mind that nope. there might be listeners out there that would like to hear the information you have about brewing without the offensive language? After listening to a couple of shows, I have deleted them from my iTunes. The foul language adds nothing to your show. If you cleaned up your potty mouths, you wouldn't lose any of your current listeners, and you might even gain a few more. The foul language does nothing for me. It is offensive and totally unnecessary. I hope you guys think about this, as I truly believe it would improve your show if the language was considered. Potty mouth. Potty mouth, even. Wow, I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know this was 1884. Yes. Or or like we actually have the FCC on us. Yes. Um... It's our newfound freedom. It may surprise a few of you. Freedom isn't free, Doc. No, it's not. There's a hefty fucking fee. Yeah. You know, I think there's a song in there somewhere. Yeah, we should write it. I actually, it has crossed my mind. I know it's strange. I think about stuff from time to time. Boobs. Beer. Paint, paint. No. Uh, occasionally this program. Yeah. And uh, it has certainly crossed my mind that our offensive language is not for everybody. On a whole, though... Adult programming, adult content, and I really, really like the F word. I just really <laughs> like it. I've liked it since I was about 11. You know? I don't know why. Maybe I wasn't raised right. It's so, it's, it's cathartic. It's cleansing. It's, you know. It's expressive. It's so just pissed. It's colorful. And I don't believe, actually, that language, per se, is offensive. I think that people are offensive. So... There's nothing offensive about the F-bomb, only how the person, like, throws it your way. Um, and anyway, or, I certainly think about it all the time, and people, you know, that you're not the first person to mention the language deal. I just, uh, and we I have, don't know. We have uh, done a clean show. We did do a clean show. We, we got a lot of complaints about it. We didn't like it. It was too hard. <laughs> it was very difficult. It, it sounded a lot like this for most of the show. Because <laughs> no one really knew what to say. We're really dumb around here. I mean, a lot of Doc half- might be a doctor, but uh, we're just a bunch of foul-mouthed idiots, if you think about it. Well, there's a lot of half-sentences, because we had to stop. <laughs> yeah, we were like, this is really 
good. Yeah. You know, we without expletives. Yeah. See, I mean, it's even boring us talking about how we're not swearing. Yeah. That's how boring let's, it is to even not swear. Let's move on. Yeah. Anyway, I really do appreciate the feedback, and I do. And I actually responded to the gentleman politely. This is the kind of feedback I enjoy all the time. You guys should let us know what you do and don't like about the program. Use the feedback. Uh, feedback. Feed fuck yeah. button for that. Um, I think I'm going to go cause because you're really insulting me. <laughs> because I really do appreciate hearing these opinions. And, and let me tell you this. Uh, honestly, for a second, we think about the content of the program all the time and are always willing to make changes. And uh, so you, your feedback uh, helps us, uh, you know, guide us to do that. As long but, as it doesn't curtail our artistic performance. Yeah, it's Which, art. Yes, you know? Yes. All our art is yeah. cursing. I mean, uh, so lowbrow. So unintelligent. You wouldn't and tell. You wouldn't tell Andy Warhol to stop sucking penis. <laughs> no, because it would affect his art. That's right. All right, that was your feedback brought to you by Wortomatic.com. You can go to Wortomatic.com, the home brewing gadget website. All right, we got a lot to get to today, huh, fellas? So let's get to it. Let's do that. When we come back, we're going to be speaking to Terrapin Brewing Company out of Atlanta, Georgia. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about music and beer and uh, all sorts of good stuff. And then later on in the program, a performance from Big Joe Hurt and Horse Penis. We'll be right back here on the session. <laughs> You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess, the The More Beer beer Deal deal of of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. When I was a lad, I remember me dad coming home late Friday nights. Mum would be there, she'd give him a glare, cause he'd be as high as a kite. He'd say, sorry I'm late, I had a couple with the mates and we started to sing a few songs. And the next thing you know, it was time to go and I had to only it on. Now my uncle's the same, he was never to blame when he came to our house. He'd light up the bobby, rip the top off a stubby and sit there quiet as a mouse. But later in the evening when he was leaving, even though he was wearing thongs, he'd say to me, I'm a bit shaky, I think I got my wobbly boot on. Oh, it's a curse, there ain't nothing worse, makes you feel like a big galoot. When you're standing there full of cheer and some Your wobbly, wobbly boot. 
was years ago And now I know all about these worldly things How you gotta have some good times in your lifetime Have your little flings But early in the morning when you're yawning And you're not feeling too strong You're wishing over and over you'd stayed sober If you didn't have your wobbly boot on It's a curse, there ain't nothing worse Makes you feel like a big galoot When you're standing there full of cheer And something goes wrong with your boot You feel like a fool, you try to be cool But you know it's no use So you blame it on your wobbly, wobbly You blame it on your wobbly boot Your wobbly, wobbly boot You know, Slim, it's a dirty job, but I reckon somebody should look into this little matter. That's right. Because it seems to me the bootmakers must be using wobbly leather. It's a flaming disgrace to the Aussie race, and it's gone on for far too long. They should make them stronger, make them last longer. Then we wouldn't have that wobbly boots on. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a curse, there ain't nothing worse. Makes you feel like a big galoot. When you're standing there full of cheer and something goes wrong with your boot. You feel like a fool, you try to be cool, but you know it's no use. So you blame it on your wobbly wobbly. You blame it on your wobbly boot. Your wobbly wobbly boot. You blame it on your wobbly boot. Every year, June 14th is remembered for many reasons. The Continental Congress approved the design of the national flag. Hawaii becomes a United States territory. Action Comics issue one released, introducing Superman, Steffi Graf, and Boy George's birthday. But this year will top them all. It's the Brewing Network's third anniversary party. This is Chris Graham with more beer. I'll be there. I'm sure I'll have a beer or two and end up giving some stuff away. This is Bob, but I'm going to be at the third anniversary party for the Brewing Network. Hey, this is Bad Rock. And Vanna. And we'll be there. This is Jay Brew from the Forum, and I will definitely be at the anniversary party this year. Hey, this is Jonathan Plisse. I'll be there live at the anniversary show, holding down the backbeat on the drums with the session band. This is everyone's favorite German prince. I hope to see you there. This is John Foster from BeerSchool.com, and I'll be there. Hello there. This is OJ. Be there. Oh, I'll get ya. Come celebrate three years of live beer radio at Downtown Joe's in Napa, Saturday, June 14th. See you there. Don't miss it. This is www.thebrewingnetwork.com. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Did you say Cindy Lights? Cindy likes the, ah. the things that I give her. Changing it yet again. All right, welcome back to the session, everybody. we it's got my, a lot to do today. It's my art. It is your art. Don't let anybody take it away from you, JP. My art of the covenant. Got Big Joe Hurt playing a little bit of blues for us later on in the program, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that, and we'll tell you where you can get the CD and everything you need to know, assuming you're going to enjoy it, and I think you will. He is uh, the only Mexican bluesman I've ever known. What do you think about that? Indeed. Do you know another Mexican bluesman, Big Joe? Um, there are a couple. There's actually one up here that I used to play with, and uh, I want to say his name is Luis Sanchez. Uh-huh. And he's actually a really good 
bluesman. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if he's still playing around the Bay Area. Okay. And there's a couple down. There's a couple down in the L.A. area. Okay. But um, the style that I do, probably not, because I fuse kind of soul and blues together. Gotcha. Uh, blues purists would probably not gravitate to my stuff. All right. Those dickheads. So Big Joe Hurt and Walter, uh, also known as Horse <laughs> Wiener, uh, in the studio. Playing with us a little bit later today. But Hor- first, horse sponsor. We've got uh, Terrapin Brewing Company on with us, uh, who is actually from Athens, Georgia, not Atlanta, as I said before the break. And let's see if we've got. Home of uh, widespread uh, panic. Uh, let's see if we got a brother on the phone now. Brian, you with us? I am here. I am here. Hi, guys. What's going on? Oh, not a lot. Just uh, drinking a couple of beers and ready to speak with you, my friend. Now, I, I see your name here is. It's, it, it's Brian Spike Bukowski. Do we just go by Spike? Yeah, Spike's probably the easiest thing to go by. That's what uh, probably about 95% of the people call me, so I think that would work. Okay, all right, so we'll just go with Spike. That works for me. Nicknames are kind of popular around here anyway, so that works out <laughs> just fine. I hear you're at a beer dinner uh, Beer dinner tonight, Spike. Yeah, I'm actually, this is, I'm actually at the Five Seasons Brewing Company in Atlanta, Georgia. This is where I basically cut my teeth on in brewing. Um, I, I, I worked here about four years before... Uh, I got Terrapin off the ground, and uh, a buddy of mine is the brewmaster here, Glenn Sprouse, and we're actually having a, um, I guess you kind of call it an Irish funeral. We've got a, a, a chef recently passed away at the Five about a month ago, and we are actually having a 13-course beer dinner tonight, and I think we're on, like, course six or seven right now. It's pretty amazing, so wow. we're having a blast. Okay. I See... I'm not Irish, but man, do I hope for an Irish funeral myself. I mean, what a good way to celebrate exactly. somebody's life, right? And uh, uh, Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, go out with a bang and just keep celebrating. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear about your friend, but I'm happy to hear the way you're celebrating his life. That's a good thing. Yeah. So, well, let me ask you this then, because you're, it sounds like you're right in the middle of this, uh, uh, this dinner. Are you going to be all right to spend some time with us? Oh, yeah, absolutely, guys. I mean, like I said, they, they knew what was going on, and I said, hey, man, just, just hook me up with a little extension cord so I can keep my, my phone charged and keep the food and beer coming, and I'm just going to be just fine. All so right, great. We're going to have a great time on and off the air. Well, you could just pass us around the room, I guess, later if you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. So Spike is from Terrapin Brewing Company, and you guys are out of Athens, Georgia. And yep. some interesting things we have to talk about with you today, although I want to start Start, um, I want to start with a Grateful Dead reference because our. Well, let me tell you who you're going to be speaking to today. Uh, we've got a few co-hosts in the room. I'm Justin. We got Doc, who is our he's our resident Deadhead, and uh, right on. Yeah. We've, we've got Tasty McDole, who actually was over at uh, Phil Lesh and Friends just this week, weren't you, Tasty? Sure. Oh man, I heard there were some incredible nights. I, I think he did a four or five night run at the Warfield yeah. doing uh, a couple of the albums, and Bobby came out for a second set and on the first night, and I'm just like I was so jealous. But my buddy went out, and I think he's the paper, so he better bring some good. Uh, good tunes on. Oh, good. Yeah, you were there, Tasty. That was a great event. Yeah, they did like uh, two albums each night. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I should have sent you with my uh, recorder and plug into the board just like a true hippie. Yeah. Plenty uh, of plugins there. <laughs> and then you know producer Shat, he's here with us today, and then JP is also going to be uh, asking questions and directing questions from our listeners in the chat room. And of course, listeners, you can also call 888-401-BEER if you want to ask questions. <laughs> so tell me about the Terrapin uh, reference uh, to the Grateful Dead and what you guys are doing out there. Yeah, I mean, the whole Terrapin thing... Um, 
gosh, it, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a long and convoluted story. But okay. my business partner and I met back uh, back in '97. I had just graduated American Brewers Guild out in Woodland, California, and my first brewing job was actually at a brewery called Atlanta Brewing Company here in Atlanta, Georgia, and um, we had a I had a boss, and then myself. I was the I was the head brewer. And my business partner today is, he used to be the uh, cellarman at Atlanta Brewing Company. So um, the whole story goes is uh, we all met and um, we decided to go out to the to a Atlanta Braves game. And I think it was early April, it was opening game, uh, and our boss took us out to the, to the Braves game. And uh, we got back the next day, and our boss proceeded to get chewed out by the owner of the company. Really? And um, it was just, you know, why'd you take, you know, it was a team-building thing. I mean, he took all of us out to go to the Braves game and just have a day off and a team-building thing. And, well, he got his butt reamed out the next day, and uh, it Terrapin all, it, it all came about. It was just a joke. We're like, oh, well, we'll show him. We'll, you know, we'll put a business plan together and we'll make our own brewery. We're going to start our own brewery. Okay. And, and that's how it came about. And it was funny because when we kind of we kind of looked at each other about a week after being all mad at, at the boss, and we're like, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And we kind of looked at each other and go, you know, we can do this. We can put this together. We can pull this off. And. Um, you know, we kind of sat together, and you know, we started shooting names across the bow. And I came up with Terrapin just because you know I'd followed the Dead since since early '80s, and, um, and and it was funny because we would walk around the brewery and we'd give these little hand signals that look like little turtles. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and and finally, we just put a business plan together, and my my business partner John Cochran actually uh, picked up a book, and the book was all about. How you would answer these questions? The book, the book would ask you these questions, and as you answered the questions, you would actually be putting your business plan together. What was the book? So originally there was, yeah, it was a really neat book. And originally there was three of us. So there was three of us that started Terrapin, and then when it came down to brass taxes to put the capital up to fund uh, our idea, uh, one of the partners couldn't come up with the capital to do so. So we had to part ways and it, you know, it was just John and I from here on out. But, okay. um, yeah, the whole Terrapin thing, um, you know, I didn't want to get, I, I didn't want to plagiarize or get cheesy or, or do something weird to, to kind of infringe on the dead's trademarks and stuff. But I just wanted something because I had been to shows and I, and I know how it felt to go to shows and get that uplifting feeling and, and, you know, just to see Jerry and Bobby and Phil and all those guys play, yeah. it was just it was just something that I wanted to, I don't know if you call it give back, or just, just wanted to do something for those guys. It's in, respect. In appreciation. And the only way I can do that, right, to respect it. And the only way I can do that was to, to brew beer, because that that's what I was pretty good at, you know. So that's how the whole Terrapin thing came about. And, it's you know, it's not like we were putting or trying to put, like, a warthog on, on the label. You know, this is a turtle. Right. You know, I mean, how, how many people don't like turtles? You know, so that, that's... <laughs> I like turtles. Nobody about. at the BN, yeah. I'll tell you that. We love them. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, I have two important so, questions for you. Um, yeah. Uh, one is, do you remember the name of that book? Because I think our listeners would enjoy that, uh, if, if you can remember the name of the question-asking no, book. No, that, that would be a question for John, my business partner. Uh, John's the guy who, you know, sits in his office eight, ten hours a day and punches numbers and makes flow charts and, uh, okay. and stuff like that while I'm in the back brewing. So, no, I, I wish I had him on the air, but I, I don't know. But I, it was, a, you know, like I said, 
said it was a book that basically asked you questions, and as you answered them, you you built your business plan. See, I like that because it makes it. It's kind of like a for dummies book, and those are great for me. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, that's what it was. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And my other question is, you know, as a dead fan, you know, paying homage mm-hmm. to uh, to the dead with with the name of, of of your brewery, were you highest when you came up with the name, or when you guys had to fork out all the money for your brewery? <laughs> no, you know, it's kind of weird because everybody everybody asked me, you know, how'd you get the name? Where'd you get the name? And it was just, I mean, even even if Terrapin wasn't associated with the turtle, I just think the word is kind of neat. It is, you know, in itself, it kind of flows off. It's Terrapin. It's strong, and and I think for the turtle. Because we started off, as we'll probably get into the conversation later, we started out as a contract brewer, and everything was slow and methodical because we didn't have the capital to do what we needed to do because it was just myself and John. And it's like we weren't born with a silver spoon in our mouth, and we had a scratch for everything we have today, and that's how it was. It was just a slow and steady terrapin. Okay. You know, and and I think it fits us really, really well. And I think it sounds like it really does. It's a good choice of name, and it's a great logo. And uh, everybody, you can go to terrapinbeer.com and see uh, the logo that we're talking about, and you'll see a lot of the descriptions of the beers that we're going to be talking about. Or you can just click on the logo right off of our homepage because it's up there too. But terrapinbeer.com, that's the website. And we're talking to Spike from Terrapin. You're not uh, just the brewmaster, one of the owners of the company as well. So. um, Yes, sir. Very nice to have you with us. And uh, I think it's uh, pretty interesting that you guys started your company uh, almost out of spite. Uh, Like, JP is funny because he hates everybody. He's funny out of spite, for example, our co-host. And you guys started the whole company because this guy, and I agree with you, was kind of a dick to you guys when you just were trying to do something nice to your company. And you thought, hey, we'll show him. Right, right. It's a good way to start a company. Yeah, and it's just what keeps you going. And for me, you know, as we've jumped hurdles through these past eight years from conception, I mean, when people tell us that we can't do something or we're not going to do something or, you know, it's no way feasible to do something, we just try harder and we prove them wrong. So I think from the get-go, uh, we were always going to do this and we were going to prove that we can do this and we can succeed at doing this. I think, see... I, I think this is the perfect thing for for craft beer, right? Because uh, it's all small companies, and it's and it's usually home brewers, and it's also guys like you who, like you said, you weren't born with a silver spoon in your mouth. And I think there's nothing wrong with starting a company like this just to prove that you can. Um, Absolutely. So this, I think, kind of leads us really nicely uh, into the history of the company because mm-hmm. you do have an int- you did do it sort of interestingly. You know, a lot of us think, all right, if we want to open a craft brewery, we better go out and find two million dollars and build a brewery right. and uh, do this whole thing. But you guys didn't start it that way. Well, we sure did try, okay. but we got a whole bunch of doors slammed in our face. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, that's what we wanted to do. When we when we did our first business plan back in 99, early 2000, we went after the whole ball of wax. The problem was, if you weren't an Internet company or you didn't have a damn computer in your basement looking for 30 or $40 million, yeah. nobody would talk to you. Okay, That's what it was. You know, everybody's like, you don't need 30 or $40 million. This is an online blah, blah, blah. And we're like, no, we need $2 million for brick and mortar. They didn't get it, and they wouldn't give us the cash. Okay. So what happened was is that John left 
the the brewery first. He, he left Atlanta Brewing Company to, to to do some other things, and I had actually left soon after. And I was building a brewery in Midtown Atlanta called Black Bear Brewing Company. So what I did was is I approached the owners at Black Bear and I said, "Hey, I got this concept, Terrapin Beer Company, and you know, once we finish building this, do you mind if I brew Terrapin at Black Bear's?" facility yeah okay yeah no problem he said you know you can do that not a problem at all well the only problem was about three months or two and a half to three months before they were ready to open black bear brewing company ran out of funding oh (laughs) so okay so we went from one business plan to revamping the business plan doing a contract thing and then black bear went on a business so we redid the business plan again and went after the whole ball of wax well the only problem was September 11th. So yeah. September 11th happens, and then we finally threw up our arms and we're like, what are we going to do? And that's when we said, hey, well, you know, how much money you got? And how much money you got? And we kind of rubbed our nickels together and we started contract brewing at Dogwood Brewing Company, which was in Atlanta as well. Um, a guy named Crawford Moran owned Dogwood, and it was probably about 15 minutes from my house. So in 2002, uh, we started contracting there. And I would drive in and brew the rye, because that was our first beer, was the rye pale ale. Okay. And I started brewing the rye pale ale at 2000, in 2002 at, um, at Dogwood Brewing Company. So we, were, we always knew that we wanted to build in Athens, Georgia. So what we did was we said, okay, we'll, we'll brew a couple batches at Dogwood, and we'll buy some half-barrel kegs, and we will just serve on draft in Athens and see what happens. Yeah. Well, we did that, and six months later, we decided to uh, put the rye pale ale, uh, we decided to go out to Denver and put the rye pale ale at the Great American Beer Festival in the pale ale category. All right. And mind you, what's interesting about that year is that 2002 was the last year that the pale ale categories were combined. Now you have pale ale, and then you have, I'm not sure what it's called. It's like strong pale ale. There's two, the the pale ale category is basically split up. Okay. So in 2002, there was 93 entries in the pale ale category. All right. So that year, we actually beat out 92 other breweries to become the best pale ale in the country that year. Wow, with a rye pale ale. um, That's great. Yeah, and, and what's interesting about the whole story is that, you know, we were contract brewing, and John would bother me, and he's like, you know, you got to send it out there, you got to send it out there. I said, well, you know, we don't even have our own brewery, and blah, blah, blah. You know, So I sent it out, and I had actually gone out to Germany, and I returned, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, and they give out the awards on Saturday. So it was like... Saturday morning, and I'm doing laundry, and I'm checking email, just to try to get you know get my jet lag together, you know, after the Germany trip, and I get the call from the brewmaster out at in Denver from Dogwood Brewing Company, and my buddy Matt is like, Spike, you guys just took the gold medal for the uh, for the pale ale category. I'm like, dude, shut up. I'm jet lagged. I'm <laughs> Can't hungover. I've been drinking yeah. for two weeks. You know, yeah. I'm just like, leave me alone. He's like, no, really, you guys won the gold medal in the pale ale category, and and that was pretty amazing. I mean, it was our first competition we ever entered oh. in. You know, we win the best pale ale in the country, and that's when the brand, you know, that, that's when we were put on the map. I mean, it, it was just pretty amazing. So then we... Um, then we said, "Hey, well, this this brand has legs, so let's start uh, let's start looking at other distributors in Atlanta." And um, you know, in early 2003, we uh, we found a distributor in Atlanta and just started growing from there. Um, 
but yeah, 2002 was just a crazy year for us. It was great. Is hey chat is Magrufus his distributor? Because he's the one who sent us your beer. Uh, Dave Little, you know Dave is Little. Dave Little, your distributor out there. Um, uh, man, I am the, <laughs> I am the wrong guy to ask about distributors. That's what John and Dustin are for. I I, I do apologize because. I, they keep me in the back brewing beer, so those guys deal with distributors all the time, and, and you may be right, but uh, our, our distributor in uh, Atlanta is United Distributing, and then um, and then Athens, um, we have better brands in, in Athens. Okay. Well, it's not that important. We're just curious. He's a listener of ours, and he actually sent us a couple of your beers. We're going to be trying your rye PA today. And Excellent. Excellent. Cool thing about that is, God, I, it was over a year ago now. Doc, you may remember this. Uh, one of our listeners, mm-hmm. uh, Crotrot, yeah. sent us a homebrewed rye PA. And uh-huh. it, 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 it's a clone of yours, Spike. And we really enjoyed it here. And he just told me today, he contacted me today, hey, you guys remember that rye PA you tried? That was a Terrapin clone. So um, oh. here's what we're going to do. We're going to be tasting your rye PA a little bit later. And then I'm going to read you the recipe that he sent me. And I'm curious oh, okay, cool. how close it is to your rye PA recipe. I think it'll be fun to yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be fun. Absolutely. All right. Very good. Now, how about this? Let's back up a little bit and talk about... About uh-huh. your home brewing, because you obviously started a, as a home brewer before you got into sure. all of the professional stuff. Tell me about that. Uh huh. Well, that was interesting. I um, when I graduated college, and I'm not going to tell you the year and give away my age, but when I graduated college, I moved to Florida, and my college room, roommate moved out to Berkeley, California, and uh, we always kept in contact with one another. And um, back in, gosh, it was 92 when I moved to Atlanta. And that year, uh, you know, we always talked and stuff. And he's like, hey, Spike, have you ever tried homebrewing? And I'm like, I'm like, no. He goes, well, you really got to try it, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I'm moving to Atlanta, and we got a house. We got a basement. And I said, that's probably, you know, a good place to start because yeah. the basement's cold and all that kind of stuff. So um, just started homebrewing back in uh, 92, 93. And obviously fell in love with it, won some competitions. And what, what was interesting is that I graduated with a corporate video communication degree. And at the time, I was working in hotels, basically setting up audiovisual and hanging lights and doing sound for, for groups and um, organizations and things like that. Okay. But the funny thing was, is, you know, we had to wear a suit and tie because we were in the hotel. And every Thursday, we had a manager's meeting. So I would go to this meeting on Thursdays and open up my briefcase and that's all that was in it was like homebrewing books, Zymer G magazine, Charlie's books, you know, all that kind of stuff. And my my bosses are just like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm homebrewing, you know, that's what I love to do and this and that. And um, it was it was just so funny because the audiovisual company actually got bought out by GE. And when it got bought out by GE, you know, with GE you get great benefits and they had a um, human resources department and all that. So, I went to the human resources department and my, my immediate supervisor and said, um, I need a leave of absence. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, you know, my dad's getting up in age and he he wants me to kind of take over his, his company up in Connecticut and uh, I want to go to brewing school. <laughs> and they were like, what? And lo and behold, they granted me a leave of absence. Really? Even though 19, you were honest yeah, with them? Yeah. I mean, I told them, I said, hey, you know, the, well, the whole dad thing, I mean, that that's but the dad thing is true. He probably would have loved for me to take over his business, but he would never force me to do something like that. Sure. Um, but I had to throw that in for good measure. But, <laughs> I got uh, the yeah, tears first. Uh, yeah, you got to have something yeah. to really hammer it home. 
That's right. So <laughs> what it was is like I think it was from September through December I took that whole end of the year in nineteen ninety six and took the end of the year off and went out to brewing school and I believe it was end of September which it started. Um, and went out to American Brewers Guild and actually did my internship right here at the Five Seasons Brewing Company. It was actually called Phoenix Brewing Company at the time. Um, did my internship, and that's when I landed my first brewing job in 1997 at Atlanta Brewing Company. Okay. So were you the AV guy in high school, too? The guy setting up the projector and stuff? Just checking. Uh, no, not, <laughs> no, not really. It, I mean, basically, when I went out to college, it was like, you know, I'm 18 years old. They're sitting in a room with all these other people. I'm like, what do you want to do? Uh, I don't know. Uh, here are your choices. You know, you got history, you got math, you got blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, we've got this corporate video communication degree, which is video and and uh, cameras. And, uh, you know, you can do radio and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of cool. And that's what I got my degree in, you know, corporate video communication. So. Doc, can I take a leave of absence from the Brewing Network to go to brewing school? You can take, take one week. <laughs> I can take a week, yeah. You can take until next Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think Shat will end up asking us for a leave of absence, actually. He'll be the one in here who Definitely. says, I got to go to brewing school. <laughs> All right, I do have to take a quick break, Spike. So uh, Have some food. Okay. I'll tell you what, you, you're going to have yourself about uh, six minutes to go uh, grab a beer, have a pee, whatever it is you got to do. Um, when okay. We, when we come back... Are you back, guys going to call me? Are you calling me back, or am I hanging on the line? Uh, just hang on the line. It'll be fine. Okay. Or just you know, just okay. put the phone down, and if somebody else picks it up, we'll have fun with them. You know what <laughs> right. the hell, right? Yeah, just go do what you got to do. I got to take a quick break, pay some sponsors. It'll be about six minutes when we come back. I want to start talking about the beer because uh, that's the good stuff, isn't it, folks? So outstanding. Yeah. All Perfect. right. Hang in there, Spike, right, and, and we'll be right back. Thank you, man. Listeners, it's 888-401-BEER. You know the number, and you can use it. You can also join JP in the chat room and send your questions over. I already have a couple of them uh, coming through, so we'll be asking those to Spike when we come back. And a lot of other things to get to today, too. We've got Big Joe Hurt and Horsecock in the room with us today. We're going to be playing some fantastic blues for you a little bit later on and going to be having some fun with that. Doc, it's good music. You're going to enjoy it. Of course I will. Yeah. It's music. It's live. Stick with us. We've also got some beers to try, a couple of them from Terrapin, and a homebrew recipe for you. So stay with us, 888-401-BEER, or join the chat. It's the session. Give us about six minutes. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Every year, June 14th is remembered for many reasons. It's the 165th day of the year. Margaret Jones was hanged for witchcraft. The U.S. House of Representatives passed the 1937 Marijuana Tax Act. But this year will top them all. I'm getting my fancy Bavarian pants let out. I've had one too many sausages. It's the Brewing Network's third anniversary party. Oh, if this thing is going to be working, is it... Is, is... John, does it work? Yes. Is it working? You, press, you gotta press the red button. The, I, I did press the red button, John. I just wanted to tell you all out there on Radio Land that I will be at Downtown Joe's in beautiful Napa's for the anniversary party. I will definitely be at the anniversary party this year unless something comes up that's cooler to do. Okay, while John is not here, I'm going to the anniversary party. What? What are you? Nothing. Take it off. Go back to work. Come celebrate three years of live beer radio at Downtown Joe's in Napa, Saturday, June 14th. Don't miss it. Be there.
Valley Brewing Company is Stockton's premier microbrewery and family restaurant in the heart of Stockton, California, just off the Miracle Mile. Brewmaster Steve Altamari crafts a full array of award-winning ales and specialty beers, from their Hitman Gold American Pale Ale to their Black Cat Stout, or any one of their monthly specialty brews, like Valley's Uber Hoppy Imperial IPA. And the best part is, you can now purchase kegs of Valley Brew to take with you from their all-new 30-barrel brewery, now open in Stockton. So pick up a keg and get a taste of one of California's oldest brewing traditions. To find out more about Valley Brewing's historic past, their selection of beers, or family-friendly restaurant, visit them online at valleybrew.com. Or stop by and sample the beer at 157 West Adams Street in Stockton, California, where pitchers are just $5 all day on Sundays.
Attention homebrew shop owners at Fermentap. They know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless domed false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper wort chillers are the best on the market, designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion chillers. They actually invented the equipment to make these chillers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients, including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeasts, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all-grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at Fermentap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. Fermentap, better beer through innovation. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right, boys and girls, welcome back to the program. It's the session, and we are here with Spike Bukowski from Terrapin Brewing Company out of Georgia, hanging out with us and taking time out of his beer dinner even to hang out with us. We still got you, Spike? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm here. Nice. So, Spike, are you a spread neck? A spread neck? Yeah. Uh, That's really inappropriate, Doc. I'm shocked that you asked him that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my heart will always be with the dead. and But you're right there uh, in Athens, know, I, man. Yeah, you know, Panic is great, and you know, I've I've probably seen in my course of my lifetime about two thousand shows, anywhere from Black Sabbath to Panic to the Dead, to you know, that's what I do. I brew beer and I go to live shows, and I respect everybody's music, um, but my heart will always be with the Dead because no one can ever get me to the level that they did in their live shows. I'll leave it to the chemists. Hometown band, great band, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, So everybody, uh, of course, Doc's lingo refers to widespread panic fans. (laughs) Yes. They're based out of Athens, Georgia, so. Spread Yes, they are. Oh, they're based right out of there. Okay, Mm -hmm. I gotcha. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, they sure are. Very nice. So we're talking with Spike. You can go to TerrapinBeer.com and look through the beers and find out a little bit about the company. they got a great website. It's easy to use. TerrapinBeer.com or just click right off of our homepage and you can check it out. Hey, tell me a little bit about the beer dinner. Uh, have you had anything worth mentioning tonight paired with some nice food? Man, I've had some incredible stuff. I mean, we've had this uh, wild game meatloaf, which is incredible. Um, we, we had something called a pizza cheeseburger, which I can't even explain, but it was just divine. Had a great salad, uh, had some duck confit, um, had some fish that was just brought up from Florida yesterday. I mean, wow. just, it's a 13 course meal 
I mean, if you can even imagine eating 13 courses, but no. yes, I'm at a 13-course beer dinner right now. I think Shat, the producer, just got fatter having heard you describe all of those foods. I can't imagine eating 13 anything. No. Exactly. I ca- actually, so. i got to admit, a pizza burger sounds pretty good to me. I don't know why. Yeah, it, it, I, I, it, it was bizarre, but it was so good. It was melt-in-your-mouth good. It was incredible. All right, and how about so. beer? Uh, any any great beers to speak of? Well, yep. I mean, um, the beers that I'm that I served here tonight was the Rye Pale Ale, our Golden Ale, um, our Rye Squared, which is all the ingredients in the Rye Pale Ale doubled, and also our newest year-round beer, which is our uh, India-style brown ale. Okay. So, Oh, I had a question come through from the chat room already for that, and uh, uh-huh. they wanted to know if your brown ale would be available in bottles. Yes, very soon. What's interesting is that we just started bottling out of our new facility. We've been rebuilding our bottling line for the past uh, three months or so, and uh, we just started. We uh, did a run of Golden about two weeks ago. We did a run of Rye last week, and the brown ale will be put in bottles in about two weeks. Okay. Well, there you go. Yes, it's coming. It's coming to get you. Absolutely. Do you do a lot of your beers in in bottles? I know we've got a couple of them. We've got the uh, Coffee Stout. Is that what we have, Chad? Uh, yeah, yes. we call that we call that the Wake and Bake Stout. It's our <laughs> coffee nice. oatmeal imperial stout. Um, <laughs> that's actually brewed with uh, Jittery Joe's Coffee, which is out of Athens, Georgia. Okay. And uh, that was an interesting story. If I might dig- digress just a little bit. Um, Wait, would you we, would you hang on for that? Because uh, we're gonna. Yeah, sure, man. Well, uh, the only reason I say that is because we're trying your rye PA first, but then okay, we're going to try that, great. and I would love to hear the background about it. So I just want you to—I want it to coincide with our tasting, so we can ask you questions. You got it. Okay. You got it. So right now we've got the rye PA in front of us, um, uh-huh. which we're going to try. And while we're tasting it, let me give you another listener question that you can tell us about. Somebody sure. uh, from the chat asked, "Who does the artwork for your labels and your bottles and things like that?" That's that's a great question, and because I'm such a music head that I am, and we've got Bonnaroo Music Festival up in Manchester, Tennessee, which is about mm, about two and a half hours away. Um, I believe it was the second or third year of Bonnaroo. Uh, I'm walking through Shakedown, and those of you who don't know what Shakedown is, is basically it's an artist in vending row um, that you'll find in any outdoor venue or spreadhead parking lot or Grateful Dead parking lot, but this one was actually at Bonnaroo, so I'm walking through this little artist community, and I walk into uh, a booth, and I start thumbing through the art, you know, the guy was an artist there, and I'm thumbing through it, and I'm like, wow, I got that Grateful Dead album, I got that Dead album, I've got that poster, you know, so I'm looking through all this, this guy's artwork, and at the time, we were draft only, and we were going to go into bottles, but we didn't have an illustrator, you know, anything like that, so... Um, the guy who was actually the artist there, his name is Richard Biffle, and um, he wasn't in the booth at the time, and his assistant was, and I'm like, uh, do you think Richard would like to talk to me about designing um, six-pack carriers for a beer called Terrapin? Oh, yeah. And she's like, well, come back come back in about an hour and talk to him. So I came back in an hour, and Richard was there, and... Um, you know, we hit it off, of course, and uh, like I said, he did a lot of artwork for the dead, and he still so, he still does some artwork for the dead. I'm not sure if you've ever seen the album Rockin' in the Rhine or Stepping Out with the Grateful Dead. I mean, he's gonna done just a bunch of artwork for him, and um, we hit it off, and uh, he designs all our packaging. Great. And what's interesting is, is that Richard is our illustrator. 
So uh, I found this out, uh, that there is a difference between an illustrator and a graphic designer. A graphic designer basically puts all the illustrations and the words and all that and does your packaging. Well, Richard knew a guy named Chris Pinkerton who used to work for uh, Liquid Blue. And if you guys know Liquid Blue, did a lot of stuff with the dead, doing their hats and their shirts and all that kind of stuff. So Chris used to work for Liquid Blue but had branched out to having his own company. Okay. So now we've got, like, one of the best art teams, I think, out there. Yeah. And um, one being Richard, who does all the illustrations, and then Chris, who does all the packaging design as far as putting, putting all the artwork in and things together on the package. So these guys are great. And um, basically what we told them is, you know, before we got started with the whole venture, it was like, just go into a supermarket or a package store or a liquor store and walk up and down the aisles, look at all the packaging, and then design something that'll absolutely blow you away. Wow. And what I tell everybody is, like, I think we've got the best packaging on the shelf, and it's the packaging that makes you buy the first impulse buy. Sure. It's the beer inside that bottle that's going to that's going to make you come back for more. Uh, that's so. a good point. And, uh, you know, I don't. I think it used to be if you were a craft brewer, and we're talking about a long time ago now, you were fine uh-huh. just to be a craft brewer. If people wanted craft brew, they'd pick you up. But now the market really is. It's, it's fairly saturated, and you go to the beer aisle, and you're just looking mm-hmm. at a ton of different craft beers. So you're right. The bottles do look great. Doc, what do you think? As a, uh, You've seen a lot of the dead artwork. Uh, are you stoked about these bottles? Oh, yeah. It's, this is really nice artwork. Looks and good, right? Yeah. The turtle's playing a banjo, which I love that. Doc, like, Doc's a banjo <laughs> player himself. So, <laughs> Well, all right, so well, we've I had would... the beer. We've had the rye uh, mm-hmm. PA here. And i yeah. got to say, it's pretty nice. Um, I'm not a big rye fan. In fact, every time we have uh-huh. one on here, I, I say that. Because I don't like the spicy bit uh, about the rye, but this one's really nice and smooth. It's a good it's a good pale ale. What do you think, Doc, about yeah, this like it's, it's easy drinking. Uh, if I bought one, I'd, I'd buy more. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> well, go right back for like that. you're saying, the, there's so many out there, and if the 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 packaging makes you want to buy this one, you might now you get to the beer and you're kind of disappointed. You wouldn't maybe want to have it again, but sure. Uh, right. maybe, maybe somebody's never tried a rye pale ale, and right? It, and it's just different enough to make you want to come back for some more. I think yeah. you're right about that. Even my dislike for rye, if I saw a bunch of pale ales in a rye PA, I, I'd be inclined to check it out just to to, to see the difference. Yeah, I uh, what what I like about it is is that you know a lot of like rye things. I, I think for some reason they feel they need to have a lot of malt behind them and a lot of bitterness, you know. But uh, there's really not. It you know you get a lot of the rye and then and then you get a nice balanced bitterness. And I think depending on the hops that you pick, like you guys know, you know uh, uh, this might be a beer alert for everybody. But some hops are spicy, some hops aren't. Sure. And I think if you pick right. if you pick something that has a smooth bitterness or uh oh. Beer information. Beer information. It's our beer alert. Yeah. My favorite beer is American Pale Ale. Well, there you go. <laughs> it was sent to me in real time. I've never heard it before. Yeah. Um, and that's what I like about it. It's 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 the rye is definitely up front, and the bitterness carries it through. There's not a whole lot of the spiciness uh, that you were talking about, Jay. And, and uh, nice. uh, it's really well balanced. It's it's the best rye beer I've had. Really? As a matter of fact, yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, I can that, say that. that was the whole. That was the whole interesting thing. I mean, when we when we started, obviously, putting the business plan together, people wanted to know, well, what beer were you going to start with? And the rye pale ale was 
my my baby, you know, literally out of the basement, and that's the one we were going to start with. And people kind of gave us weird looks down in the South because they were like, okay, you're going to make a West Coast-style big hoppy IPA or, or pale ale, mm. and you think that's going to sell in the South. And I was like, well, what don't you like about IPAs or pale ales? And everybody we talked to was like, well, we don't like how that the hops kind of just stick on your tongue and leave this big lingering bitterness and we just can't drink that much i'm like okay so i needed to formulate a recipe that was you know had a great aroma and a great upfront bitterness but it had basically no aftertaste and during my college years i drank a lot of jim beam and Jim Beam is famous with rye. And I started playing around with rye, but then I also started doing some research on hops and cohumulone levels and things like that that wouldn't leave that big lingering bitterness hmm. on your palate. So the combination of the rye malt and the hops that I use in the beer was basically a match made in heaven because when you, if you got, obviously you guys are drinking that right now, yeah. is that the first thing you do is, obviously if you're a beer drinker, is you're going to sniff the beer. You're going to smell the beer and you get that nice dry hop and uh, I use, I actually dry hop with Amarillo hops and you'll get that nice upfront citrus floral aroma. And then as soon as you take your first sip, you get that nice, aggressive, upfront bitterness. You get a little bit of sweetness in the back of your palate from the Gambrinus honey malt that I use. Get a little bit of spiciness at the end, but 10, 15, 20 seconds later, you got a nice, fresh, clean palate. Yeah, you're right. And and you guys know that if you don't have a big, lingering bitterness, you're going to want to drink more. It's easy drinking, it's fresh, it's clean. And me, being a brewmaster, I want you to drink a lot of it so I can make more. Of course. Well, and all of that being said, I want to point out, as I'm looking at the recipe, there are five different hops in this beer. So, it's not that it's... It's certainly not that it's not a hoppy beer, but you're right. I guess, you know, when you say you backed it up with some honey malt... uh, how did you how, how did you find that? Did you just find that that was a really good balance for being able to to really hop a beer and and then but but leave it malty as well? Yeah, I mean, well, here's the interesting thing is that my brewing mentor when I did my internship and even before I went out to American Brewers Guild, um, I was trained under a lager brewer. Okay, and you know how 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 com well how. I mean, lagers can be complex, but what I'm trying to say is that the lager beers are very delicate, and they have to be very well balanced. Yeah. And I think I got a lot of pointers from working with lagers that carry over to my ale brewing. So most of my beers, even though they're big, they're also well balanced. Okay. And I, I, I'm sure I'm not sure if you guys have had Garrett Oliver on on your program before, but Garrett, I believe it's either the three or the five pint rule. So I'm sorry if I'm bastardizing his his little technique, but Not at Brooklyn, I know he does. I believe it's the three-pint rule. Um, you should be able to sit down and have three beers. Right. I think um, it's a good of rule. the same style. Or and, it's not a good um, beer. Is that the rule? Or well, something wrong, uh, or it's basically, filling. Uh, what, he, what he's trying to convey is that it shouldn't be so out of whack or so out of balance that you can't finish one, two, or three of them. Um, and I think with our beers... You know, like as we get into the high gravity ones and things like that, yes, they are hoppy, but they also have that malt backbone to balance them out. So you can drink a bunch of them. All right. Now, in this one, too, Doc, what do you think about this? Because uh, Spike has used some, uh, in fact, you know, West Coast American hops. He's got got Amarillo, he's got Cascade, and he's got Magnum. But he's also got English hops in there, East Kent Goldings and Fuggles. 
We think about yeah. that. It's pretty exp- uh, like a nice mix of different hops. Yeah. Well, uh, he's trying to get the you know, the West Coast thing going, and uh, he picked uh, Magnum hops because it's low cohumulin, hmm. which is it'll yep. give nice, nice, clean bitterness and not linger on your tongue, which is nice. Right. Uh, why Why did you pick the English hops? Um. Well, I, I've got I've got a rule of thumb of my own, and I basically call it brewing in three D. And I want every beer to tell a story, and I want every beer to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And a lot of my beers, actually almost all of my beers, I like to use at least three, four, five different types of hops because I get spice from one, I get earthiness from another, I get floral, I get fruity. So I kind of use those and intertwine and interwove these hops to get the certain taste that I'm looking for. And the all the English hops are basically in the middle editions. Um, you know, I've got the, I've got the Fuggles at 30, I've got the EKGs at 20 and 10 minutes. And then, you know, the American hops are in the beginning and at the end, um, you know, with the kettle off edition being Cascade and then dry hop with Amarillo's. So I think it's just a good mix and it worked and I, I didn't really change anything after that. I didn't want to go totally everything all citrused out, um, you know, from the Cascades and the Amarillos and all that, I, I wanted to have some earthiness in there in the middle, on your middle palate. So. And you have that. You actually did a really good job. That might be one of the things I really like about how it balances this beer, is the earthiness. Well, and I don't usually use right. that word, but it's a great it, word it's to It's definitely describe. not a one-dimensional beer. Yeah. We've had a lot of those. There's some good ones out there. And, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I'm with him. I, I like it to... Start out one way and then yeah. take you through it. Because you guys are both fucking hippies, that's why. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a, it, it's, I mean, when you say, uh, I trip, want man. every beer to tell a story, I could make fun of you for an hour about that, but I also think it's... that's You're absolutely right. It's a great philosophy about a beer. It should start one way and finish another. And, of course, Agreed. be satisfying the whole way through. You know, you don't... Uh, it's got to be a great ride. A lot of... Pro- I mean, yeah. some of my favorite beers, I will love the beginning of the beer. It, it, the, the nose yep. is so fantastic, and right when it hits your palate yep. is great. But the end of the beer can, be, can often be pretty bad. It's too sweet. It sticks around too long. So you're right. You, yeah really want to round this out well that's the thing i mean how many times have you sat down and the first thing you do you look at it okay the clarity's fine you smell it and you go wow that smells great and then you taste it like what the heck is that or just the opposite <laughs> yeah. you sit down and you go wow that smells kind of funky but then you drink it and you're like wow that kind of works so yeah i mean you have to have all dimensions there that's why i call it you know brewing in 3d you want everything to be in harmony and you want everything to tell the story and to be complex and three-dimensional. And I, that's what I try to convey when I brew. Yeah, you, I think you're doing a good job of it. This is a great philosophy. Right, let me read you uh, the homebrew recipe I got for this, and you can tell okay, us how it compares. Sure. I'm kind of looking at it now, and he's got his ingredients right. I'm going to round some numbers uh, for you. but Yeah, yeah no problem. Well, you, can, so, you can give him percentages. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do, but uh, even uh, that yeah, I'm going to round Yeah, percentages would bit. work, sure. he, He's a little over 70% pale, uh, two-row. He uh-huh. is almost seven percent honey malt, four and a half percent victory, nine uh, percent Munich two row, and then uh-huh. uh, just about nine percent rye malt, and that's what he's got for his grain bill. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty darn close. Yeah, that's pretty darn close. I mean, you know, depending on what batch size I'm making, varies just a little bit. But yeah, you're, we're we're averaging about nine to ten percent. Um, uh, Munich and nine cent, about ten percent rye. Um, 
about five percent of the victory, and it's only about two about two percent on the honey malt. So he was a little heavy on the honey malt, but okay. you know I love it. So hey, why not? Yeah, go for it. Right. <laughs> all right. So yeah, go for it. That is pretty low. Two percent honey malt. Um, all right. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing crazy. No, but all it right. does its job. Now let's see what he's got here. Uh, let's go to the hops. Uh-huh. Of course, he's got his Magnum as the uh, full boil hop, the 60 minutes. Isn't that, I assume that's yep. what you're doing with your Magnum. Yep, sure. He's got his Fuggles at 30. That's correct, yep. And let me, I, I, here, I'm sorry, let me give you guys the ounces for you listeners who want this. It's sure. uh, uh three-quarter ounce Magnum, three-quarter ounce Fuggle. Um, so that was 60 and 30, respectively. His 20-minute hop, he's got a half an ounce of the uh, East Kent Goldings. Uh-huh. He's got uh, half an ounce of the East Kent Goldings again at 10 minutes. Yep. He's got a full ounce of Cascade at 3 minutes. Yep. And then he's got two ounces of Amarillo at Flame Out. So. Uh, yeah, the only thing different for me would be, uh, you know, Cascade at Whirlpool, and then we dry hop with the Amarillos. He also, so, okay. Yeah, so, he sounds did, like he had a spy over there. Yeah, he might have had a spy, right? Well, he did, let's see, he did two ounces of, of Amarillo at Flame Out, and then also another two ounces of Amarillo at, so he did dry hop with Amarillo as well, another two okay. ounces. all right, yeah, okay. But you also do, instead of your Cascade at three minutes, you put your Cascade in at Whirlpool as well. Yeah, Cascades are at Whirlpool. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. And now, I think I remember this beer being really, really close to this duck. Uh, Crotchrot did a good job yeah, on, this, on this whole Yeah, it, so, it sounds pretty darn close. I mean, absolutely. I'd like to know where he got up the inside info. Yeah, that's a good... He uh, might be selling well, out the back door. A- yeah, there was a uh, recipe, God, I don't remember if it was in Brew Your Own magazine. One of the homebrew magazines actually contacted me about two years ago, and we posted it in there. So he might have got it from there. If not, if he did it all on his own, kudos to him. Yeah, he, <laughs> you know? he did a nice job. The other thing, Absolutely. the same listener, um, uh, I hate to change the subject, but it's it's a good question. He wanted me to mention your uh, All-American Imperial Pilsner. Uh, uh-huh, sure. Because he said it's a, just a, a fantastic, amazing beer. Excellent. What makes it an all-American Imperial Pills? Is it only American malts and, and hops in there? Yeah, um, yeah, do you guys remember a couple years ago when, gosh, we celebrate now, we celebrate American Beer Week. It used to be American Beer Month, I believe. Yeah, July was American Beer Month. Okay. So what happened in 2005 here in Georgia uh, in 2005, they passed a law where we can now brew over 6% alcohol beers. So, <clears throat> to honor the over 6% alcohol beers, we did a line of beers called uh, the Monster Beer Tour. And what we did was, is you know, as you guys know, when Panic Tours and Fish Tours and the Dead Tour, they go on Summer Tour, they go on Winter Tour, they go Fall Tour. Well, that's exactly what we did with our beers. So, the Pilsner was actually Summer Tour. And then fall tour, we had Big Hoppy Monster. Winter tour, we had the Wake and Bake Stout. And then in spring tour, we had the Rye Squared. And the All-American Imperial Pilsner, because it was July and because it was American Beer Month, we decided, hey, let's do an All-American Imperial Pilsner by using, obviously, 
water, which is American. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lager Good yeast, it, which it was a Pilsner lager yeast, but it was American lager yeast. Huh. Um, American malts and American hops. And I did it traditionally like a German pills, uh, but it was high gravity. But all my rests were like a German pills or Czech pills. And the, the aging and the lagering were just like a Czech pills. So uh, everything was Pilsner-like except for the high gravity and all the ingredients were American. Okay. Nice. Did, did you use a six row or two row? No, it was two row. I like the idea of an all American pills. Yeah. No. I mean, I love me. Did and you Czech put it pills, in forties? Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah. And, and did you put it in forties? That's a good question. <laughs> <Should've>. <laughs> Sorry. That's how we would do it. That's how Doc rolls. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> he puts it in forties. All right, so we're going to try your uh, coffee oatmeal imperial stout now, too. Uh-huh. Is, I, just, uh-huh. I just saw Wake and Bake, and I thought it was uh, tasty in chat. Wait, is this the same as the Wake and Bake, though, the coffee oatmeal? Yeah, it, it is. Uh, a little story behind the Wake and Bake. Um, you guys are total stoners reason, over there, aren't you? Uh, yeah, well, the thing was is that we applied for the Wake and Bake name, we got the Wake and Bake name, and then, like, three months later, we got a call from uh, the ATF or whoever does that, call the oh, people, and they were like, uh, no, can't use it, sorry, drug reference. And we're like, oh, sorry. Yeah. What, so, Bud isn't yeah. in the restaurant? Come on. So you had to change a label? Yeah, yeah, basically. It was only on draft, so it wasn't that bad. So when we did uh, come out in bottles, we just call it, you know, Right, coffee, coffee oatmeal stuff. I gotta but say, everybody knows it as the wake and bake. I have to say uh, to the ATF, I'm kind of yeah. impressed that they know that wake and bake is. Well, they it. didn't at first. <laughs> Somebody I think had they to, were tipped off. They had, yeah, they had to, to go against their teen committee to get the right. Yes, yeah, some asshole with a with a pothead kid was like, "Hey, my kid wakes and bakes every Sunday, no, and I don't <laughs> think that's appropriate." No, I'll, I'll bet it was a dinner conversation. The old guy's at dinner, and he's said something and his kid piped up with oh that means this oh i want to smack yeah, that kid in his face ah oh, that's too bad because that stuff <laughs> there's a lot of lingo that really could fly under the radar until some douche just like happens to spill the beans to the wrong person well right? i mean if you guys are looking at the label i mean that's what it is it's wake and bake i mean it's sure. coffee oatmeal I mean, come on. It's wake, coffee, oatmeal. And beer. Bake. I mean, come on. The turtle's making cookies. I mean, uh, you know, so look at the label. <laughs> you know, so, if I... There's no drug reference there. If I hadn't done so much drugs in college and ended up a lawyer or something like that, I would spend my career just defending folks like you. Because really, if you could afford it, you could have fought that. I mean, because you're right. It, 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 you're saying wake and bake. Hey, it's oatmeal. It's coffee. You, you know, you make right. a little oatmeal. Yeah. You're, you can, I mean, that's you, how I interpret it. If any one of you in the small brewing community could afford to challenge these things, right. I would think that you'd win almost every time. You know. I, I sure would hope so. Yeah. That's too bad. What a shame. Well, it always it makes for good press, though, yeah. and it makes for good oh, fodder yeah, sure. on the radio. So I guess i got to appreciate yep. that. <laughs> All right, so we're trying this. Why don't you tell us a story about the coffee company uh, behind absolutely, this beer? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Jittery Joe's is where I got the coffee from. And Jittery Joe's is a local roaster here in Athens, Georgia. And I basically got the idea. I'm like, okay, I want to do a, I want to do a coffee stout. And um, if you hear that rumbling, that is thunder. <laughs> oh, here. is it getting um, ugly? 
No, nah, it's a little rainy, but it's, it's thundering there. Okay. Um, Still 90 so degrees. I approached Jittery Joe's, which is our local coffee roaster. They gave me about 10 different types of coffee to try. And at the time, I wasn't a huge coffee drinker. I mean, I might have drank, you know, two cups a month or something. Stop but never McDonald's. really knew. Yeah, I never really knew the nuances of coffee. And I never knew that, you know, each coffee bean can have a different flavor. So every morning, and I had never drinking black coffee in my life, but every morning I would wake up. I would make myself some black coffee and drink it, and I would write down everything I liked about the coffee, everything I didn't like about the coffee. Was it earthy? Was it floral? Was it fruity? You know, all different kind of descriptors, and I basically kept a log of each coffee. So when I was done doing that, then I went to the cold side, and I cold-pressed all the coffees because I figured I didn't want to put the coffee in the boil or on the hot side of the brew because I didn't want to extract all the oils and I didn't want it to get it really acrid um, because obviously, you know, oils is going to kill your head retention. I didn't want it to have that acrid taste. So I figured I'd have to put it on the cold side. So I did that. And then what I did was I took a, uh, a control beer and what I used for the control was Old Rasputin. And I took Old Raspy and I put them in glasses and then I took the cold-pressed coffees and I kind of I dosed them in, and um, to make a long story short, I did uh, my own blend of 60% Costa Rican, 20% Zimbabwe, and 20% Guatemalan, and that's what's in the beer. And what's interesting is that we not only put that coffee in the beer, but Jittery Joe's sells the (laughs) coffee in all its locations. So we actually sell the Terrapin Wake and Bake coffee at all the Jittery Joe's locations, so you can buy the coffee there, so that's pretty amazing very nice see i do i love the the local aspect and finding the people that are doing things just like you and doing them well in your area and combining mm-hmm. the two skills so i like that i also so we've tasted this beer now i'm 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 really enjoying the coffee profile it's a really strong coffee profile jp i want to ask mm-hmm. you about this beer yeah, uh, right. because you uh you do some interesting beers like this and you just wrote that great article about barrel aging so uh you have a couple of nice recipes too that that put some pretty strong flavors like this coffee is in your uh-huh. beers what do you think about this one i think it i think it's great as yeah. a matter of fact, uh, you know, uh, just hearing what Spike was saying about uh, doing the coffee, uh, you know, I- I've had a lot of coffee homebrew coffee beers uh, where people will put the grind the grounds in the mash tun or they'll steep them, and and what people don't understand is about just coffee uh, science, I guess. You know, it's it's if you if you put it pre boil, you're boiling coffee for an hour. Is okay. essentially what right. you're doing. And if you have anyone's ever been to a diner and old they've coffee. had really old coffee, that's the flavor that they're going to get out of it and you're going to you're going to be getting tannins out of that and the you're going to be getting coffee. harsh right. crap out of it so yeah the best way is to add it cold side and and beer information <laughs> beer information well, I gotta say, I really like the oatmeal aspect to it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever brewed a stout without oatmeal in it. Yeah, I really gives it a, a smoothness to it. Yeah, yeah I've yeah, my oatmeal stout. That's all I brew is for stouts is oatmeal stout, and I've taken out all the you know black roasted barley or most of the roasted barley. I think all the black pat because I don't like that the acrid. acrid 
nastiness. Yeah. You know, I like it really smooth, and that's what this is. And the coffee does add a really nice dimension to it. I think. I think well, I think that coffee kind of adds back a lot of that too. Yeah, but in a different way. Yeah. You know. So, Spike, is it the uh, because adding coffee can make for a really acrid beer? Is it the oatmeal, uh-huh. like they're saying, that kind of smooths that out, or is it where you put the coffee I, in? You know, I, I think it's the coffee. I mean, I've had so many coffee yeah. beers. And what I get with cheap coffee, when I, when I have a beer and I'm saying they must have used cheap coffee, I get pine needles. It's really weird, but if you, next time you have a coffee beer and you, and you taste pine or pine needles, I'm like, what is that? But, I mean, I think it starts, like anything you're going to do, the better ingredients you use, the better it's going to come out. Okay. Well, and I think Jittery Joe's makes you know some great coffee, and it, it was just a no-brainer to use those guys. So I think if you start out with great raw materials, you're going to end up with a great product. Now, what form is the coffee in when you put it in this beer? Uh, it is ground, okay. but it's like day-old ground. I mean, they grind it, we, we receive it, uh, we put it in big cool ship bags or big uh, mesh bags, and um, you know we'll put those in the fermenter, and then we'll take the stout that's fermented, mm. and we will push that over to the other fermenter where the coffee beans are on, and we'll just let it sit. Okay. So it's basically and, cold, you know, wait. cold brewing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't don't make coffee side, first actually. and throw it in there. Okay. No, 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 not at all. Uh-huh. A lot of people do. They make coffee and they'll make espresso or whatever, and they'll they'll dump it I, in there, and that's not what you really you want know, to do. You know, I guess you can. I guess you can do it that way. That's just. I, I just don't do it that nah, way. Yeah, you you yeah. can. Um, uh, uh, it's much better to, to cold brew it. Yeah, and Red Hook used to take Starbucks coffee, and they did their. Their double espresso stout, or I don't know, some crap like that. It was, um, it was double black stout. Double black actually, stout, that's yeah. That's where I got the in, in, inspiration from, and I actually called the brewmaster uh, at Red Hook to get pointers from him, oh. and because uh, that was my favorite Red Hook beer, and I called the yeah. guy. I'm like, hey man, why don't you a Why don't you make this anymore? And b exactly. can you help me out. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. never even seen it. You know, it, it was around when I first started drinking, which was probably not at the age I should have started drinking, and then so once I became <laughs> right. that age, uh, it was gone. It was gone. Yeah, so. I'm in, long time in between. I'm in sixth grade. I have nothing to put in my lunchbox now. It's weird. <laughs> uh, but that's what they your did. thermos. They would do. A, they would do a, a double strength batch yeah. of coffee. They would brew the coffee. If I, I mean, if I'm wrong, Spike, f- forgive me. But yeah. that's what they. Right. I, I think that's what they did. Um, and yeah, it can come out really well. I've, I've actually never heard of doing it in the fermenter like this. But obviously, it, it, it makes a great uh, makes a great beer. Uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've played with it a couple different ways. I mean, one of the ways was um, actually soaking it in water, like basically using one gallon of water per yeah. one pound of coffee That's and a- letting it sit overnight and then take that and pump it into the fermenter. But then I'm like, eh, I'd rather just I'd just rather put the beer on top of it and, and kind of go, okay, it's ready now. Let's let's get it out and, and let's do it. That's so, a general, that's a um, general uh, home brewer way is to brew it cold overnight in water and then add it. Uh, but uh-huh. I like your way too. How long do you leave it on the ground? Yeah, uh, just overnight. I mean, you can probably leave it about four. I wouldn't leave it over forty-eight hours, but I think overnight is just fine. It it's always works for me, and I think if you're going to do it on a homebrew scale, that's the way I would do it. So I'm the slow guy in the room. You've already fermented this beer, and then you put it on top of it in a secondary and leave it overnight, and then take yeah, it, off? it would be no, no. What I would do is uh, ferment the beer. And then just have an empty fermenter and put those coffee grounds in that empty fermenter and then pump that beer onto the coffee oh. grounds and probably about 72 hours and then filter it and get it out of there. Okay, gotcha. Uh, now, if you did it in water, I would just soak it in water overnight and then add that to your add that to your fermenter or your secondary and then you can 
Yeah, you can age it out. Well, yeah. Let's say a home brewer is doing five gallons. What would be a round number for grounds, pound-wise? Good question. Man, I use one pound per barrel. Okay. So they'd have to scale that down. So don't put a whole um, pound in five gallons. Yeah. Quarter of a pound. No, That's probably, pretty little, probably actually, not. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's less than a quarter pound, I think. If it, uh, well, a pound for, per barrel. Per barrel, which so is what? So half a pound is 15 gallons. Thir- yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I like about this ish or something. Yeah, it's a small amount, but I gotta say, yeah, it's, it, it, it's uh, and I think you've said this a couple times too. It also really depends on the coffee. The coffee yeah, flavor absolutely. in this beer is it's really strong, and I don't mean strong in a in, a, in an acrid bad way. It's just very uh-huh. present. It's present. Yeah, it is very. But it present. blends so well. So it I just, guess it just goes with everything else. I mean, well, if uh, you're getting fresh ground peats or something like that, then you're probably going to want to be conservative. But if you're not getting some really nice, fresh, strong coffee, you could probably put a little mm-hmm. more in, right? Yeah, I would assume so. I mean, you know, if you want to go for Folgers, go for it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. hey, those are freeze-dried crystals, Spike. Okay, yeah. they're freeze-dried for fresh for freshness and frost brewed. Yeah, and frost brewed, frost brewed, and cold filtered. I'm, I'm not knocking it, man. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying. Yeah. The new can has a wide mouth for venting. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing you also have to do when you're doing adjuncts, like especially, I think with coffees, you have to build the beer around. The coffee, I think. You can't just throw it into any beer and expect it to yeah, blend it, it wouldn't go well with a Kolsch. No, you know, I I, I think, um, Spike, is that how you built this beer? Did you did you think I'm going to put coffee in it and I want some uh, flavors that will match well? Or uh, Wow, that's, that's a good question. I mean, I basically, uh, I basically tried the coffees and I, I tried to get an idea of what I wanted from the coffee. And then, like I said, you know, one of my favorite stout is Old Rasputin. Not that I, not that my stout is up to that par, which I hope it is. But I mean, I think that's a great stout. So mm-hmm. I thought it would blend well in that stout. Um, yeah, that, that's a good question. I never really thought of it that way. I just, I knew what I knew what Imperial Stout I like, and I thought I nailed the coffee. So when I blended them together, I said, okay, this is what I'm going for, and then yeah. you know, brew, brew the stout. It's so. really good, man. Tasty, how do you like this Thank beer? You. What do you think? I like it. It really blends well with the uh, with the stout. Got uh, a good beat. You can dance. And, you know, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, coffee's just a nat- one of the flavors just appear in stouts, too. So it's just like doing any sort of uh, adjunct to, to beers is you want to, you know, try to capture some naturally occurring flavor and then just enhance it. Yeah. It's also, uh, coffee can be a really nice earthy flavor, like uh, Spike was mm-hmm. talking about earlier. Which is great for all sorts of beer. I, mean, I really like that earthy tone with a beer. It's very nice. Beer comes from the earth, Doc. Peace. Earth, man. Peace and love, Doc. <laughs> yeah, that's all it's all about. <laughs> I want to align my chakra while drinking this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, you can go to terrapinbeer.com. Check it out at terrapinbeer.com, or you can click uh, on the Terrapin logo right on our homepage, and you can go there. That'll and, be and there. Spike's got his movie. face up there. You can see what he looks like, too. He does? I didn't see Spike's oh, yeah. face on there. Yeah, yeah I, I, I visited the people. Oh, I, I visited your, earlier this week. i got to see your mug now. Let me see. Where's... Uh, oh, no. He's all smiling and yeah, stuff. Let me see the people. Let's see Spike's mud. Spike, what are you, in your 30s? Come on, tell me. Oh, you're so kind. <laughs> no, I've been out of my 30s for a while. That's an old picture. Is that the one with the metal? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah the there one you metal. are. Oh, yeah. That, you're, and the cool glass. That is the metal. Huh? Cool shit. Yeah, that's from 2002. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, so, still is there the some, I, think, I think there's another section where there's like Spike's friends or something. So there's yeah. some pictures of me recently. There's no but. chicks on the site, dude. Oh, oh wait. Here we go. There's a chick. Chick? Wait, what's the website again? 
That's his wife. That's <laughs> oh. what chick it is. That's My your wife. wife. Is Whoa. That, is that, <laughs> I only had one of those. Oh, no, that's not. Oh, sorry. Wrong no, last name. Wife. It's your partner's wife. That's what it is. <laughs> wife and kids there. All right. Future partners. All right. We'll send you some chick pictures you can put up there. <laughs> Thanks, man. Just a random broad. <laughs> send you some random broads. Yeah. Here's someone I Googled. <laughs> put, it, put it on your site. Yeah. She uh, says she uh, likes Carmel beer. Electra. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> exactly. How many beer. different beers do you guys brewing now? Uh, we do four seasonals, which is the the Monster Beer Tour seasonals, and then we do three year-round beers, so that's seven. But we just started a new project. Um, we actually do something called the uh, the Side Project Series. We just acquired a 22-ounce uh, Mahin bottler about six months ago. Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing is about every two months, I'm going to put 50 barrels of a beer in a tank, and we're going to bottle it in 22-ounce bottles. And for the first beer that came out about a month and a half, two months ago, uh, it was called Hop Shortage Ale because of the worldwide hop shortage. Sure. And I, I brewed, wonder why you, why'd you name it that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a lot I of those brewed, beers out here now. They're all yeah. midgets. Or, or change yeah, hopped I, beer. So that was the first one in the uh, side project series. Um, and that was about 85 BUs. And now for my second one, which we're probably going to bottle in about a week or two, it's a Rogan Roush beer. Which is a smoked rye beer, so that will be out in about two weeks. Okay. So here's something I want. I'm, I'm going to let you go here soon, but there's one thing we just brushed up on earlier that I just want to cover before uh-huh. you go because I think it's exciting news for you guys. So uh-huh. most of the time, your company's history here, you've been contract brewers. That is correct. Yes. So does and then let's do that briefly and then get to the exciting part because now you guys are right. you've got your own brewery. But but just briefly, what did that mean for you that you guys just designed all of the recipes and went to a place? I know you talked about you know one place went under and then you ended up where you were. Right. But, but for your uh-huh. part, what does that mean that that you perfect the recipes at home and then go to a place and say brew this? You rent the kitchen. Um, both places, like I said, yeah, I mean, some of them came out of home, but um, I like four or five of them came out of the Five Seasons Brewing Company. I mean, there's a the brew the brewery that I'm in right now, the Brew Pub. Mm. Uh, I'm good friends with these guys, and they knew that I was starting Terrapin, so I would actually brew the Terrapin test batches here Great. and try them out on people. Um, and after you know, when we were brewing at Dogwood. Um, and after we expanded from Athens to Atlanta, I mean, obviously Dogwood was still our buddies, but, you know, we figured, hey, you know, we're going to be coming to Atlanta, so let's pick another brewery. So we looked up and down the East Coast, and we finally found uh, Frederick Brewing Company in Frederick, Maryland. So I would fly up there about mm, about every two to three months and brew beer up there as well. So we were always very hands-on because we have brewing backgrounds. It wasn't, you know, we weren't a... Uh, a front company, you know, or, or you know, some retired bankers somewhere that thought it'd be neat to, to say, hey, we're going to make uh, Weeping Willow uh, beer, and we're going to come out and put a bunch of money behind it, and, um, you know, we have no idea how to brew. Uh, you know, why don't you guys design recipes? No, it was never like that. Every recipe that came out of Terrapin, whether, whether it be contracted or not, was always my recipe. Okay. So you guys are basically so, renting the kitchen. And then go yeah, on and brew your beer. I mean, it's like yeah. you know, if Emerald if Emerald came to your your house and cooked you dinner, I'd punch yeah, him. it's still Emerald cooking. But he's using your he's using your stove and your pot right. and your pan. Bam. Yeah, bam! That's right. This does got some bam in it. Eight point one percent is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm an annoying dick. Bam, bam. (laughs) 
All right, so note to your homebrewing selves. Uh, you know, get a job at somebody else's brewery. Don't be a dick. Perfect. Be a nice guy. And uh, maybe right. they'll let you do some test batches on their system. Hell, they That's get right. the beer out of it, don't yeah. they? So uh, That's right. It's their nickel. <laughs> but so now, and this is the exciting part, you guys are, are finally doing your own thing, right? Yeah, yeah, man. We just... Uh, Man, well, we were actually brewing some draft out of it. Like, we bought a brewery about two years ago in Atlanta from a brewing company that was going out of business in the Atlanta area. And um, it took us a little while because, obviously, we were still looking for capital and investors to find the building in Athens that we wanted. We finally did that. We started moving uh, last summer and got everything into place about August or September. And... Um, we actually had to wait on, you know how it is with legislation and uh, legislators and government and all that. So it took about three or four months to finally get our brewing license. I mean, we were up ready to go in August, you know, July or August, and we didn't brew our first batch till December 20th of 2007. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, we've been uh, brewing ever since late last year, and we're going strong in Athens, and that's why, you know, we're having these new beers come out, like, side, you know, the Side Project Series and the Hop Shortage and the Rogan Roush, and uh, I actually just took a rye squared out of the fermenter that I had aged on uh, oak for the past month, so that's a nice one that's coming out. So I have time to play now, or I have, I have room to play um, to make some new beer. So everything is uh, up and running in Athens, and we're just having a good time. Good. Well, congratulations to you guys. I got to say, I mean, that's an exciting well, time you for you. Much. You've stuck it Absolutely. out. You started from a company out of spite, and uh, <laughs> right. which is fun. And then uh, <laughs> obviously just a couple of guys who who were of like mind. And it sounds like you're doing real well. Now I have to say that having heard your story, and uh, mm-hmm. you know that you guys are, are are a small brewing company that's that's done well for yourselves. When I heard the name Terrapin, I thought of it as a pretty, a fairly large brewing company. I mean, uh, I think a lot of people know about you guys. A lot of people enjoy your beer. So I, right. I, I don't know. For some reason, I just thought you were a larger company, and 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 maybe had a, you know, a much bigger brewery going on. I like to hear uh, we, that you've got that you know, uh, stature, even as a small company. Yeah, it's, it's man. I tell you, we. It's interesting because I'm not the I'm not the type of guy who goes up on a lot of beer sites and looks at ratings and stuff like that. But I'll get emails from friends going, "Hey, you got to check this out." You know, people are talking at you, talking about you here. People are talking about you here. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting how how word of mouth spreads. I mean, literally, our first year when we came out in 2002, we did like 280 barrels. <laughs> wow. You know, and <laughs> right. if we, we'll probably hit, Chad's on part we'll probably hit between, <laughs> you know, it's 2000, 2008, we'll probably hit about ten or 11,000 barrels this wow. year. Wow, good for you. Um, yeah, we got a 25-barrel brew house. I've got uh, four 75-barrel fermenters. i got 250-barrel fermenters and two 50-barrel fermenters. Okay. And then i got a 150-barrel bright, a 75-barrel bright, and a 50-barrel bright. Amen. We're not that big. I mean, we have 12 employees. I mean, that, that's it. Yeah. So well, good. It, it's 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 kind of flattering and 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 interesting and and we've got some crazy fans out there. But uh, I mean, just, just just to give you a little story, my sister called me the other day. She goes, "Yeah, I was sitting in a bar. Some guy came in, ordered a beer, blah blah blah. They started, you know, they started shooting, you know, shooting the stuff back and forth. Apparently. And they're talking about beers. And uh, you can say and it. My sister goes, "Yeah." What's that? I said you can say the word shit. They were shooting. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, we're yeah, okay. So we're shooting the shit. They're shooting oh. the shit and um Well you're gonna say it uh, once. You can't say it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go on, I'm sorry. And uh 
So my sister's my sister's like, yeah, well, my brother's a brewmaster. And he goes, really, blah blah blah, you know this and that. And she goes, yeah, well, he's a brewmaster from Caravan Beer Company. And and the guy's eyes like popped out of his head, and she, she goes, oh yeah, Spike. You're Spike's, you're Spike's sister? Oh, my God. My friends are going to go crazy. Oh, Spike's my And I'm just like, she's like, I felt like I was a rock star. I'm like, oh, that's, uh, that's, that's great. Yeah, she it, knew it, a rock it's star. Flatter- I mean, it's really flattering because, you know, it, uh, you know, when people come up to you and say your beer is great, I, I really respect that. But, you know, when brewers come up to you yeah. and say how good your beer is, that's bizarre and flattering because, we, you know, we go out to the, the Craft Brewers Conference every year. And my sales guys got into a conversation with some guys from Stone, and they were giving us accolades. And I'm just like, man, the guys from Stone? I mean, come on. Yeah, that's cool. And, um, you know, there's there's going to be a big beer festival out in, uh, out in Boston uh, in the next month. And um, actually, last year, I got a call from one of the riders out there and uh, said, yeah, Tom Arthur from uh, from Pizza Port at the time. Well, yeah. now he's with uh, Lost with Daddy. Adventure. Lost yeah, Abbey, with the yeah. Lost Abbey, and he's like, "How come you guys never do any uh, stories on Southern breweries? Why don't you Why don't you go interview the guys from Terrapin?" Oh, nice! And this is coming from Tom Arthur, and I'm just like, you know, I emailed Tom, and I'm just like, "Man, that's really cool. Thank you very much." And that's what keeps me going. Yeah, because I mean, we didn't talk about my brewing idol, but my brewing idol is John Meyer. Okay, and hey, me too. From, he's JP as well. One, yeah. You know, from day one, I've been a Rogue fan, and you know, Jim Cook from Boston Beer probably started me on craft beer, but John Meyer made me the brewer that I am. I mean, I, I just think he is, he's just, his palate and his know-how and the things he does at Rogue are yeah. absolutely amazing. And um, I, I don't know, I, I just love his beers, and, um, you know, I, I try to, I try to, emulate what he does because i think he's got it going on i, really I don't do. i don't think you could have a better idol that's a fantastic example <laughs> yeah. of good beer i agree i could see what you mean too uh you know the industry noticing your beer is it's kind of a different thing i keep hoping that entertainment weekly will mention how great the brewing network is doing at what it right, is, exactly. that, that, we, that we do <laughs> And at I least 15 seconds. I mean, I have yeah. a subscription to Us Magazine, and they yeah. keep writing about uh, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt, but uh, they don't write about me and you, JP. Not yet, though. Not yet. Soon. Are you they guys haven't broken up. Uh, no. Uh, they write about them separately now. He just yeah. has old issues. Right, right. I, I mean, not you. that I read yeah. it, yeah. An- but I do browse. Angelina's pregnant with, the, with Brad's baby, so he Again. won't be going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. But you and JP haven't yeah. broken up yet. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll write it. Maybe Maybe we have to break up, JP, and yeah. then they'll write about us. Well, I was hoping we'd get married. It's the thing to do in Cali now. It's legal. Yeah. Uh, actually, <laughs> sorry to, Spike really uncomfortable. Yeah, Spike, sorry to waste your time with this, but Spike's Schumann like, and I were talking this weekend about what great radio it would be if we got married on the air now that it's legal, just for the F of it, just because we can. Yeah, how fun would that be? It's pretty good radio, you got to admit, Doc, <laughs> that we actually go through with it. I mean, a real I'm a license scared. and everything. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all exactly. been. A, what are you going to do when you wake up sober the next morning? <laughs> uh, uh, I can't wait to cringe. consummate the marriage. Man. There will be, be no consummation of the marriage, human. It's all on paper. <laughs> it's a bit, joke. It's a bit. I know it makes the bit even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a big bit. <laughs> and then we're like together for twenty years and adopt four kids from Kenya. That, that makes, would be so awesome. That would make the bit so funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, re- I'm down, man. And then yeah, move cool. to the south. Yeah, it's real Andy Kaufman of you. <laughs> all right. All right, Spike. Hey, it's really great to talk to you. Uh, you're probably thanks on like much, course eleven by now. Hey, thanks for interrupting you, your yeah. dinner for us. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Sorry to bug you during that, but uh, have you been eating this whole oh, time? Uh, I've been nibbling and drinking. Yes. All right, good. 
Good, good, good. Well, we'd love to have you. My mouthful, but. We'd love to have you back if you're ever on the West Coast. Uh, give us a call and come on in the studio, and uh, we'll talk. Yeah, to you that'd with be you awesome. Again. That'd be fun stuff. Okay. Absolutely. Now, everyone always wants a homebrew recipe. The one that I read you for the rye PA is that good enough for us to post for your rye PA? You think? Oh. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. No, that's great. That's perfect, yeah. Great. I'll put that one up, and then everyone can brew a version of your rye PA. They always want us to get that. Um, All right. Awesome. Very good. You can go to terrapinbeer.com to find out more about the company and more about Spike. And you guys are doing great beer over there. I appreciate you hanging out with us, Spike. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, man. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Bye now. All right. There you go. That's that was uh, cool. yeah, uh, Brian Spike Bukowski from Terrapin Brewing Company. Good job, Shat. That's a good guest, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, you did a lot of good info there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, these guys just started from nothing. I mean, basically contracted, love beer. It's a good story. Well, really I like of... the way to, it wasn't too busy to talk to us. Yeah, he's in the middle of a dinner. I'll you have no idea. People all the time are like, "Oh, I can't do the show this week because American Idol is on or whatever." This guy yeah. is at a at an important beer dinner. It was for a fallen uh, friend, and he's on the horn with us for an hour and a half, two well, two hours now almost uh, talking beer. And we were going to have him on earlier, like you know, a couple weeks ago, but he had to go to a concert. And I'm sure if that concert, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I mean, he probably would have stepped out and done the show with us, but yeah. it must have been a good concert. Plus, we got a lot of these out of him. Beer Information. Beer Information. Yeah. I like that. More than 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, uh, more than our 10, yeah. Wouldn't you think? I like that. I think we had a good 12. 12 minutes. I think we should fill the rest of the time just saying fuck. <laughs> ah, fuck. Oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> you know, the cool thing we didn't get to is that they actually do a lot with music in the area. They're doing a lot of different festivals. Uh, I guess there's a, a group called Moonshine Still. Uh-huh. They played the High Sierra Festival, and um, but it just sounds like they're really involved, community and festivals and things like that. So it's great. It is great. Chad, you're great. <laughs> oh, thank you. Feeling. You know why I love Chad? Because right after Spike got off the phone, Chad just summed up the interview again for us. No, it was great. I mean, they started from nothing. Uh, you leave him alone. Leave him alone. It was a good story. It was funny. I'm not picking on him. You are picking on him. Chad, am I picking on you? You always pick on him. Chad, am I picking on you? Wow, there's a lot of feelings in this room. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, someone's got to sum up this. That's right. You're picking on him. Doc, go make your noise over there and leave me alone. Yeah, fine. What's his noise? (laughs) Nothing. Oh, nothing. (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Big Joe Hurt. A little bit of blues from you. Big Joe Hurt and Horsecock, they're in the studio today. They have a fan. Playing you some mean blues. Plus, Big Joe, he kept it real in the studio. The rule is, if you come to the studio as a guest, you bring hot chicks. And he brought his cousin and his cousin's hot chick with him. And we don't really just let people in the studio unless you have hot chicks with you. So, Big Joe? Horse, Horsecock doesn't qualify? No. He's got long hair. <laughs> He's not your hot chick. Yeah, you think okay. with a name like Horsecock, he would have brought his own chick. <laughs> <laughs> They're waiting in the backyard. That's how he rolls. <laughs> Six feet under. Hang in there. It's a session. We'll be right back with Big Joe Hurts. Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. A drinking problem, man. One mouth and two hands and an empty can. I ain't got no luche, luche. I'm feeling that funny feeling again within. Walking me to the kitchen for that early morning chance. Drinking in to my thoughts, they become clear. Just my naked ear and head the fuck up out of here. Fighting traffic, the hot sun becomes. 
when the crack can't see past it. The liquor store I just passed it. Looking back, I gotta turn around. I can't stop thinking exactly that. You turn the past I leave behind for the ill bumping two busted six by nine. And I feel this day to be a good one of plenty. Even if I'm thirsty and my pockets are empty. It's all gone. We'll never brew again. Damn this hop shortage. Damn it to hell. Oi. Away off your wee hop shortage. Who are you? A f***ing Scottish 80 shilling and you can't brew a Scottish 80 shilling like you was mixing f***ing cement with f***ing hops instead of gravel, you great f***ing ass. 
Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint, like the bloodthirsty and abusive Scottish 80 shilling. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kits, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. My Lambic! It'll only f***ing help it. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's so. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Thanks for sticking with us here on the session. And uh, a big thanks and a round of applause to Brian Spike Bukowski from Terrapin Brewing Company. Uh, Really brought it strong and a good guest. And good to get some brewers in here from the south, out of Georgia there. And uh, he's making some fine beer. So you can go to terrapinbeer.com and check it out. Uh, Cool guy. He He was a lot of fun. You know, you guys know the difference, not only in here, but you listeners at home. And, and we've got people who uh, are pretty laid back about what it is they do, what it is that they do. And we've got people that are kind of serious about what they do. And the interviews vary. They're very different based on those two things. And he was one of those laid back guys. And on a yeah. day like today, when it's uh, hot in the studio and there's a lot of people hanging out and we're just trying to keep cool with some nice beers... It's real cool to do a laid-back one, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, th- I think it comes from a lot of these guys, the ones that are home brewers to begin with. Yeah. It seems that it seems to go the same. Well, but even then, sometimes, you know, sometimes when you turn pro, you just get a little, little more. And I'm actually not judging that either one is better than the other. You know, sometimes you just get a little more business-oriented, uh, which is business. all fine. It's, just, it's a different interview. Uh, we should save all of our business interviews for the winter time Because the summertime, yeah. Spike was right up. He was perfect. You know what I mean? Because we're just really kind of trying to chill in here, so to speak. It's amazing how many people we just mesh with. Yeah. yeah. You know, and not in the weird Schumann brother mesh way. Uh, like, no, a different kind of a... Yeah, like we just... Uh, it's the beer industry, man. You got to love it. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, people are chilled out. So keeping that laid back feel, we thought we'd bring in a little live music for you this week. And we don't do it all the time, you know, just from time to time. I think our last live appearance was from uh, Shat the, Steve. our Shat newly Steven. found great, uh, you know, we premiered Chat Stevens. Yeah, that's Shat right. Stevens. World uh, exclusive. By the way, uh, rumor has it Chat Stevens is at work on a couple of new tunes. So, really? So uh, stay tuned for that. Huh. Uh, not today, but, um, but they are in the works. You can't rush art. He's God. not in the sophomore slump <laughs> he's not no oh no he's no. uh yeah the sophomore girls still talk to him it's all right yeah <laughs> he was like singing it earlier it's called it burns when i pee <laughs> <laughs> i believe that is what it's called as a matter of fact at least that's insight that might be scoop it's about feeling inside scoop i think that's the name of shat steven's debut album actually <laughs> that is, which is what big joe hurt just gave out now big joe and i we've been friends for a long time man we grew up together down there in the desert oh yeah 
This yeah. is hot, but it's not like the desert, that's for sure. Yeah. That's a dry heat. And your yeah. cousin, who you brought with you, also <laughs> from like the desert. Better. My cousin, yeah. Imagine three desert rats in one room. Carlos, is your hot new girlfriend from the desert also? Uh, yeah. All from the desert. Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> Getting hot chicks. <laughs> well, at least How one of us. How weird is that? At least one Look of us. us is. Uh, <laughs> except for not us. <laughs> Look <laughs> at him. <laughs> one out of three ain't bad, I hey, guess. You know what I mean? It. In the desert, yeah. if, you, if a chick has a full set of teeth. <laughs> She's hot. That's yeah. hot. Well, you know what? You'd fit right in in Pacheco, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Now, but you had lived in the Bay Area for a while. Now you're down in L.A. and uh, getting into the whole music scene down there. Uh, the Bay Area is where I cut my teeth playing music. And the, the scene up here is so rich for um, young musicians to get started. And, and there's so many mentors up here that will take you under their wing um, if they see potential in somebody. And kind of groom you, and uh, I had the benefit of having two of them up here, and I met uh, another gentleman down in L.A. that took me under his wing as well. And L.A.'s been real friendly to my music as well. Yeah. One thing I've noticed, because I've listened to your music for a while, I used to play music with JoJo. We were yeah. in a band together for a while. Is it called Subatomic Particles? Or Subatomic I think it was an eight conspiracy? different names. I think we were smoking like, uh, we cigarettes. We were smoking a lot of weed back then. Let's be honest, Joe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh, Doc's you, trying to give me some right now. Stop it. <laughs> I you guys, he, you he, guys band was sorry was called Subatomic Particles. I don't Conspiracies. think so. You yeah, were yeah. You guys something. were stoners. Come on. Oh, I w- yeah. I told you that. I mean, with a name like Subatomic Particles. <laughs> yeah, there is a whole meaning behind it. Did you didn't understand? Yeah, I actually think another name I'll that bet we there had was there yeah. was some there were several incarnations of our band. Was one of them was Synergy. Em- one of them was Empty Space. Oh yeah, yeah. So we were that's, totally that's in between the, the stuff again. Oh man! <laughs> you know what would be a great name for a band? Empty space. Totally. Because it's like it'll Joe. make you think. It'll make them think. Yeah, Stop like touching a, me. Avoid. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good name. Stop touching me. Stop touching me. <laughs> that's the name of Schumann and I's new band. Uh, Stop touching Stop me. Stop touching me. Uh, well, but here's what I wanted to say, Joe. Is yeah, you know, I played music with you for a long time, um, and uh, you went away for a while when you moved to LA and started doing your own thing you really developed your own style of stuff you were always into the blues oh yeah definitely. you were always into uh, a little bit of the Latin flavor I, I'm not saying that you uh, you know danced Latin. around to Wonton Amera <laughs> or Mariachi no but you enjoy you know Gloria Santana Stefan. is one of your uh, you, you're, you're a big fan of Jimi Hendrix oh, and yeah. Carlos Santana and, and uh, you but then now though have really developed a style that I think it's, it's pretty unique in what you do and that's why I wanted to have you on the show because uh, the your latest album uh which is uh, it's your debut album as big joe hurt right right, right. uh does it have a name too or is it self-titled it's uh, no pain no gain all right and uh, that's that's kind of just taken up from the whole like you know you got to work for what you love you know which is true yeah peace, true peace, yeah. peace. <laughs> that's why i work for double into dildos past the duty yeah. <laughs> you work for what You're working you hard <laughs> working <story>. real hard <laughs> All right. Now, <clears throat> your bass player you brought with you today. You got a whole band down there, right? Yeah, we got... Um, when we play down there, we have a group that we call The Blends. Big Joe Hurt and The Blends. And it's a six-piece. It's keyboards. Alex Romero um, on vocals and guitar. Jocelyn K. Lee on um, bass is Walter P. Little, otherwise known as Horsecock. And um, who am I missing? Uh, Christian. What's his last name? Christian. Christian. Trujillo. Trujillo and um, oh, can't I can't forget Juanito. 
Turkish, call yourself the Gardeners. Juanito. <laughs> you know what? This is the most uh, Latin-heavy band I've ever been in. I'm usually playing with a lot of... You uh, should, you've always been with a bunch of whiteies. <laughs> yeah. A lot of white yeah. boys. Big Joe Hurt and the Landscapers. <laughs> 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 what happens? You move down to L.A. and, and all of a yeah. sudden, you're back to your people. Yeah, my people. Yeah. We play... Uh, Mobile we play a mix. Go. We play a mix of like soul, blues, and funk, and it's kind of a fusion of the three. Okay. We call it lawnmower music. Now... <laughs> songs, to, songs to mow your lawn to. <laughs> songs for me to mow your lawn to. Now, Horsecock. How does one end up with the name Horsecock? Is this an obvious question? Is it? Is it just? Is I it... think it's Swedish. <laughs> you're, not, you're missing the accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just not. I mean, what? Where did this come from? Uh, Joe just started calling me that at one of the gigs, and it kind of uh, snowballed from there. And it's just stuck? Because i got to yeah, say, like I wish I had been given a nickname like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Tasty, you got to yeah, admit. It's snowballing here, too. Hey, we <laughs> yeah. I'm going to change my handle. <laughs> yeah. Tasty. Or, or combine them. <laughs> tasty would... horse guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't use the snowballing well, analogy give me some action. with a name like Horsecock. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. No, Not that... only did the nickname stick, but it's gotten stuck too. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to be an instant classic here on the BN. You got yeah. once a good nickname comes out, man. Uh, you guys, you'll get invited back. They're so. already talking about making T-shirts that say "Big Joe Hurt and Horsecock" <laughs> in the chat room. <laughs> I bet they are. He <laughs> <laughs> would never live it down, man. That's so rad. Could you it don't be want to? Could it be just Hurt and Cock? Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Big Hurt and Cock. The reunion tour. <laughs> They're getting together one more time. Uh, they do, we're doing New Year concerts of uh, remakes of other people's albums, like It Burns When I Pee, and <laughs> shouldn't be touching me. Yeah. Does, does it work with the ladies? Do you pull a lot of, a lot of chicks with a name like Horsecock? Yeah, oh, how dude. does that go? Uncle, is that your hand? No more, no less than before the nickname. Really? Well, there yeah. you go. This is how it works at a break. I don't have to worry about the rest of the band. At a break, I know where everybody's going to be. I do have to worry about Horsecock because I never... As soon as he's off stage, he he, he's just... Everybody's after him. Really? <laughs> Backstage. Every, yeah. With the groupies. Yeah. It's like, you know, Van Halen had some stories about how he used to do... Or David Lee Roth, I'm sorry. Yeah. He used to have stories about how he used to give people extra oh. cash, you know, to bring in the hot chicks. They, oh. He doesn't have to do that. He just comes. With a name like Horsecock, what do you have to do? But Nothing. Just yeah. show up. Hey, it's a good thing, because I don't have the extra cash. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you guys can't wait till you hit that level, right? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> hey, real quick, Cold Hot Crash played at the uh, Great American Music Hall last yeah. night. They did, they did great. You guys debuted, what, five, six new songs? How many? Five? Five, yeah. five new songs. They sounded great. Uh, the crowd really liked it. It started out with everybody sitting down kind of on the edges, but yeah. they all got up and moved toward the stage by the second song. Yeah, oh. some moved outside. Some went outside. Yeah, but yeah sorry about that. Up. It was warm point. in there, and I didn't. I, I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. No, you guys did great, so congrats to Cold Dot Crash. Yeah. Thank uh, you. And it's a good venue. If you don't know about the Great American Music Hall, great. if you ever come to San Francisco and you, uh, there's a band that you like playing at the Great American Music Hall, go. I yeah. promise you, it's a, it's a fantastic time. Yeah. All right, well, enough of this stuff. Uh, why, don't, why don't we get to the tunes? All right. Uh, you, what are you going to play? for us uh the first song is the um the uh, single off of the album it's called 6am and uh, you can also find a video for 6am on youtube if you youtube 6am big joe hurt all right um it's kind of naughty so 
for some of you, uh, <laughs> the BNR folks that are not over 18, you may not want to watch it. Mm. Um, I know there's a 16-year-old, yeah. that's why I say that. Maestro, uh, oh, he's, he, it's past his bedtime, dude. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant there was a 16-year-old in the video. Oh, oh no, 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 no. No, 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 no. no I, well, I bet you're going to get a lot of views. The song's naughty or the video's naughty? Um, the video is naughty. It's about, uh, the song's about, it's, it's, and it's, in its roots, it's about a woman who does this guy wrong, right? And um, the video kind of takes you through that. You know, um, the the main character, uh, Monica Roscoe, who is uh, a dancer from L.A., she plays this character that she has this long-term relationship with a guy who is, you know, the sweet guy, the guy you'll take home to Ma. And then she has this other dude that, you know, grabs her by the hair and hits her up against the headboard when they're yeah. making love. Yeah! So. Oh, boy. That's a mouth. <laughs> That's a man. I'm so. not sure I know what you're talking about. It sounds painful. Let's, All right. Well, it's because you have a long hair. Let's do it. Okay. Let's uh, move some mics around here. Yeah, no worries. All right. So, Big Joe Hurt, you can go to myspace.com slash Big Joe Hurt. Is that right? That's right. Myspace. 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 Dot com slash Big Joe Hurt. You can check it out. You can get songs off of there. And if you go to YouTube, like Joe just said, you can check out the video of this. Uh, just put in 6 a.m. Big Joe Hurt, and you'll be able to check out this <laughs> tune from Big Joe and Horsecock right here in the studio, live at the Brewing Network Studios. So my 
in my book, please. I'm begging you, Mama. Said I'm begging you, please. I'm begging you, Mama. Mama, please. All right. Big Joe Hurt right here live on the session. Very nice. MySpace.com slash Big Joe Hurt. Can people buy the album through there? Is there a link? There is a link um, on the MySpace and on the website. Um, It's under the store option on the website. Okay. And there's an image on the MySpace that you can uh, click on that'll take you to the same spot. If you like the blues and you like people that aren't white, then uh, (laughs) this might be the album for you. You know, you got a couple of different musicians. I've seen your band. Yeah. Horsecock's the only white one. Yeah. Yeah, and he plays like a non-whitey. Right. Isn't that how it usually is? Like the kind of fits. The bass player is usually a white dude, and everybody else is uh, ethnic. Yeah. You know? In a, if it's a good band. Like in a, like a blues band, like a jazz band. Oh, yeah. I took some of these songs recently out to the Midwest and played a, in Chicago and played in Indiana. And um, it was it's really interesting how when you go outside of California, how audiences respond to music. Um, in a different way, you know, here hmm. in San, San Francisco, I was talking to the Cold Hard, hard Crash guys, and they were saying the same thing. Cold you know, Hard Crash. Here, these in L.A. or in San Francisco, the audiences are a little, a little different than they are in other parts of the country. And I know in Indiana, they were they were so receptive, and in in Chicago, especially even more so. That's an old blues town. So yeah, and really different scenes everywhere. Sometimes uh, you get a little shaken up. Cold Hot Crash uh, has never left Pacheco. So they don't know that yet. They're still. Uh, <laughs> they played in, uh, in at the Great American Music Hall in San Francisco. Just uh, telecommuted, really. Yeah, like, they <laughs> phoned it in. It was and a webcast. Right back. Yeah. His web. Yeah. It was on the web. Yeah, <laughs> they phoned it in. <laughs> the webinar. All right, we are going to crack open some Brother Thelonious um, oh, here That's in the good. studio, uh, and we're doing this in honor of our brothers from North Coast Brewing Company. Uh, they were on the show a couple of weeks ago, but we also got to hang out with them again in um, Boonville, and just a couple of cool kids, man. So we had a good time hanging out with the boys from North Coast Brewing Company, and they gave us a couple of Brother Thelonious to uh, enjoy, so uh, we thought we'd have some. All right. Try to say Brother Thelonious three times fast, Doc. Uh, is the brother, brother Thelonious three times fast. <laughs> Very good. Good work. Good work. Ah, there it is right there. So let's try some of that. Uh, now, do you have like. any upcoming shows, uh, Joe, that, that, that our listeners should know about? We've got uh, quite a few listeners in the L.A. area, so I don't know if you got anything coming up down there. Or... In L.A., we have uh, the next one in L.A. is going to be at Universal Studios on uh, the 28th of May. Um, if you're outside of L.A. in like the uh, suburbs of L.A., there's a town called Monrovia. We'll be in Monrovia in Monrovia oh. on the 24th, and north. Or I guess that's west. Um, in Ventura on uh, the 30th, and uh, the band's going to take a tour out to Denver. If there's any listeners out in Denver, oh yeah, in July, and you can find the dates and places for that on the MySpace page. Um, I'm updating my my website myspace.com slash big joe hurt thank you yeah joe is this your sex voice or is this your normal voice um horsecock this is my uh this is my normal voice I, w- I, I was having a conversation with somebody on the phone um for uh 
just business and business. when we got for business yeah. <laughs> when, we got, when we finally got face to face you know when you're doing business people trying to be like real like oh professional sure stuff. and uh, she came right out and said she's like wow i really i thought you were black I really want to blow you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can you say conditions are perfect <laughs> there's, there's conditions nothing are on tv <laughs> conditions are perfect conditions are perfect i gotta say i think <laughs> that you've got the perfect sound and the perfect voice to carry on our blues show that we used to do here on the bn man you know i would I would love to. I think that's great. Um, I think I'm going to stop calling him Horsecock because I think he's getting uncomfortable. <laughs> Walter is like, he's a whiz at this computer stuff. Yeah. And um, I'm really good at, you know, freezing my computer up. So he'd really be a, a help to me to get that stuff going. And he's got most of the equipment. So we're actually talking about getting it together. And he's got a huge collection. No pun intended. <laughs> of music. Talk about equipment. Of music. Huge collection. <laughs> of torn up lamb sandwiches. Oh. I mean, you should see the size of the cable we've got plugged into the board right oh, now. It's amazing. Amazing. Oh, yeah, right. it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think it'd be a great addition back to the BN, and I think you'd do a better job than I ever did getting uh, the blues out there, man. So well, let's talk about it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> because I would like that. Doc, thank you for the support. <laughs> you know, You're too I, white, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he tried. He failed. The, uh, the new thing, I guess, not new, necessarily a new thing, but thing that's becoming more common for for indie artists and maybe the Cold Heart Crash guys can chime in on it is... It's Cold Hot Crash. I have to correct you because soon Shoelight is going to put his thing in your ear. I'm sorry. I'm Asian. I'm half Asian, so... <laughs> ah, Cold Hot Crash! <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, Hero. Hero. <laughs> it, it's like the festivals that Terrapin guy, uh, Spike was talking about, you know, a lot of, a lot of cities are doing these... Um, like the businesses in those cities are are taking kind of initiative to bring musicians from different parts of the country together these festivals because of the success of Bonnaroo and Coachella and now there's a country uh, doc have you heard of this the the country festival that goes on after Coachella I don't, I don't know the name it's of it. It's called the Monster Truck Rally. Is what it is. <laughs> no, it's not. No, but they're all real popular. It's called Supercross. <laughs> like it's an Indy 500 type race. <laughs> it's Indianapolis 500. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Be there. That one? Yeah, we that know one, about yeah. it. Well, the, it, f- festivals are kind of becoming a thing now. And even, not necessarily a three-day thing, but like you have... Like this ter- Terrapin guy, he's going to probably do that one that Chatty was talking about. I think those are great things, man, for the way the business is going with things going more digital. Yeah. Um, the only way that artists can get their stuff out now is to just go back to the old days, like the old bluesmen, and get out there and play. Yeah. And play as much as you can. Find any kind of mic you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just show up at the Brewing Network. Yeah, here we are. You know. All right, you want to play another tune for us? Sure. You know, I have a favorite tune that I want to request. Okay. I don't know the name of it. This is me and my and names. I, Sing it. Sing it like a white man. Yeah. No, I can't do it either, but I bet you're going to play it because it's one of your best songs, and I'm sure you've brought your best. Um, if you don't play it, then guess what? You're going to get a third song because I'll let you keep going until you play the song that I really okay. want to hear. Uh, but you got a lot of... It's it's new. I'll tell you that. It's one of your newer ones. Is um, it uh, more funk-oriented? No. No? No. Okay. It's kind of poppy. It's got some good pop to it. But oh, okay. play what you're going to play. Yeah. Do your thing. It's Big Joe Hurt. You can go to myspace.com slash Big Joe Hurt and uh, check out the album and information about shows. He might be coming to an area near you. He's coming to Denver. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Denver, see, Denver's almost our second hometown, Big Joe, because that's where there's a lot of good beer there. Yeah. Great American Beer Festival. 
We go every year. So, um, last year's yeah. Nationals. You might get some people there. Last year's Nationals, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know if you're going to Cincinnati, but that's where we're going to be in June. We're really trying to make this, um, the end of the year, an East Coast thing. And um, through the MySpace and through um, you know tracking some of the sales of the album and stuff, we're getting a lot of uh, sales going to like central part of the eastern seaboard, like West Virginia and... Um, North Carolina and those areas, so I think it's it's a real likelihood that that's where we're going to end up. Great at the end of the year, okay. And Denver, we'll be in Fort Collins, um, and this in in Denver at the Mercury Cafe, okay. Um, so um, you can check those things out in the places they're already up on the MySpace. There you uh, go. I'm going to take a guess and see if it's this one you were talking about. The song is called Curtains. Meet Curtains. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Way to ruin his you moment, mother. <laughs> Big Joe Hurt right here on the session. Thank you. 
All right. That's the one, Joe. That was it. Yep. That's absolutely the one. I love that song. That's a good song, right? I love that. It's got the soul and the pop to it. That's why I like. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for a good pop song, and that's got both. <laughs> you just like thirteen year olds. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I'm a sucker for a good pop concert. If that's what you mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> it's got both to it. That's a yeah. newer song of yours, that right? Is, that's going to be on the upcoming album. Um, we're probably going to go into the studio in a couple of months. Here, um, we're actually touring studios now in LA to find a place to start recording, and. Um, there's probably in the in the past six months, um, we've ex- like with the creation of the new band, we've had an explosion of like just um, new tunes and like creating new songs and crafting them, and we're developing we're developing a unique sound. And in LA, that's kind of what you need to like sure to to stay afloat, you know, to get shows. And uh, we're blessed with a bunch of very talented musicians like Walter and and Joss and um, Alex and the other boys and. Um, these songs are just, you know, they're product of that talent. They're all great musicians. Well, plus you're wearing a BN Army shirt. <laughs> you filmed yeah. it out well. Do you guys see that? You've been rocking that uh, around L.A. for us? Absolutely. You know, when I went on tour last year in the South, going through um, New Orleans and Florida, we actually got asked about this shirt. Because um, I, I got one of these um, when you guys were just first putting them out, because I yeah. like the, the logo on it. And there were some beer folks out there that were asking, like, hey, have you heard of this place? And... That was kind of interesting. That oh, was my yeah. first experience of meeting up with some of the... So the B-anners? Yeah, they're interesting folk, man. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere, man. It's a good way to explain uh, it. There is Plus one, you're in the South. Especially if, the, yeah, especially if they're from Florida. There was a guy who was uh, on the verge of... like I think he might have been on his way out of the bar to vomit. Um, oh, good. Did you stop him? I know. I was just about to puke when I saw you. I saw your shirt. Can I... I what, I'll puke? Did I puke on you? I'm in the <laughs> army too, man. He sounds like Johnny Depp. I didn't know we had any minorities in the army. <laughs> yeah. No, I like to see you rocking the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a little of that. All right, why don't we take a quick break? Uh, enjoy our brother Thelonious. Did you get some of that, uh, Joe? No, but I was going to ask: Is the term like in reference to brother Thelonious? Like it is Thelonious. Absolutely, it's, oh, it, yeah, it is absolutely in in reference to Thelonious Monk. Uh, the one of the gentlemen who works for North Coast does a, a weekly radio show up, uh, up there, actually, in the in the Healdsburg, uh, f- uh, uh, Fort Bragg area, um, one of the local stations there. And they're just big fans of uh, jazz and good music. So, yeah, it's, it's, it is. In fact, you should look at the bottle. It's got a, a picture of Brother Thelonious there uh, right on it, checking it out. What is that noise? I don't oh, know. You know what? That's Horsecock. That's his, that's his amp. Look at you're like a techno guy. Listen to that. I want to see now. I feel like I have to play us. Uh, yeah, dude. Have you heard the the newest uh, Brewing Network hit, Joe? Um, possibly. It, it's called "I Don't Like Your Boyfriend" by Avril Lavigne. It's great. It's good. Get out your glow sticks, bitches. <laughs> Chatty's already up. Chef's already shaking his ass. Yeah. He already has a stick out. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to enjoy our Thelonious, and we'll get another tune out of Big Joe Hurt when we come back, and then we'll wrap things up for you today. Hang in there. It's the session, kids. 
O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Every year, June 14th is remembered for many reasons. The U.S. House of Representatives passed the 1937 Marijuana Tax Act. Hawaii becomes a United States territory. Boy George's birthday. Margaret Jones was hanged for witchcraft. But this year, we'll top them all. I'm telling you now, this party is going to rock. It's the Brewing Network's third anniversary party. This is Push Eject, and I'll be there. This is Mrs. Push, and I'll be there. This is Badrock. And Vanna, and we'll be at the BN anniversary party. In search of the unicorn and the rainbow. This is Chris Graham with more beer. I'll be there. This is John Foster, and I'll be there. Hey, it's Bob. I'm going to be at the third anniversary party for the Brewing Network. This is everyone's favorite German prince. I just wanted to tell you that I, too, shall be at the anniversary party in beautiful downtown Napa. Come celebrate three years of live beer radio at Downtown Joe's in Napa, Saturday, June 14th. Hey, it's Code. I can't make it to the anniversary party, but if you wouldn't mind, leave your computers on for me, will you? Don't miss it. What have you gotten out of a vial of White Labs yeast? WLP 001, Cal Ale, baby! 23, Burton Ale. 008, East Coast Ale. Cal Common, WLP 810. It's gonna be WLP 400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew-your-own-clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. To slip free brew and go fuzzy flounder fishing. Cages on the hi fi and the keg was bottomless. 
Until we brought Skip a pot of us and daddy gonna get some probably underage and dumb. And everybody knows that the daddy eats his young. Lupus in the laboratory making a big stink. Mason up the toilet seat and pooping in the sink. MSG's tanked up and whizzing in a cup. Waiting for a sprinkle genie to come and drink it up. Cause I'm the one bottle willy with the 12 horse L. After that, I get silly like soupy sales. Now it's midnight and I'm completely boofy blitzed. A six of Schlitz and the Juvenile Man of Shepherds with my beer's tinted glasses. I'm ready to bid his battle. I'm hungry like like the wolf, but I'll end up tending cattle Cause you're pretty when I'm drunk 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 And I'm pretty fucking drunk Here she comes a funky fry cutie, Mr. Jimmy Papali is gonna get some booty Cause I'm Mr. McFeely with a speedy delivery You think I was a ditch away, this chick was digging me But maybe I should check and see if this is where I wanna be Hey Lewis, is she cute? Yeah, for her pygmy Oh, uh, what do you know? You're probably going home alone And it wouldn't be the first time that I gave a dog a bone Plus beauty! It's only skin deep, it's in the eye of the beholder My beholder's about to tweak, I could tap that barrel In fact, I know I can, it's menage a trois You and me and Heineken, cause you're pretty when I'm drunk 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 And I'm pretty fucking drunk Regrets, I've had a few First and foremost, I'd like to mention you For the sake of conversation, we'll call you the brand new heavy You're a mix between an Ugnaught and Eugene Levy You can call it Big Bone, I prefer to call it gut. You're Buddha, you're Shamu, you're Jabba the fucking Hutt. You had harpoon starts and your boobs were hairy. I smelled tuna melt, but I wasn't gonna worry. It was 3 a.m. and I wasn't getting squats, so I rolled you up in flour and aimed it for the wet spot. Like a soup kitchen Christian Then it hit me Something bit me While my little rod was fishing I was deep sea fishing I took a fat chance But how was I supposed to know That Jabber Jones lived in your pants At that junction I came to realize That only Frank Purdue likes thighs That size Fatty fatty boomalatty I gotta lament That you were not a girl You, you were an experiment Cause you're pretty when I'm drunk. 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 And I'm pretty fucking drunk. You're pretty when I'm 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 drunk. And I'm pretty fucking drunk. in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. 
like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program. Thank you for sticking around. we got a couple things left to do. It's our last segment of the evening. We're going to get a little bit more out of Big Joe Hurt. We're going to taste a couple of beers Just Squeeze here. it out of him. Uh, if you got any phone calls, uh, 888-401-BEER. That's the phone number, 888-401-BEER. We have one now if you want to take it. Oh, sure. You want to, Excellent. Where's my info? Boo-boo kitty fuck. Okay. Um, he had some uh, good news about a competition he entered recently. All right. Uh, boo-boo kitty fuck. What's happening, my brother? Hey, Justin. What's going on? How are you, man? You got, you got some good competition news? Yeah, yeah. I won six medals this weekend. Oh. Six medals? Oh. Holy oh. shnikes. Wow. wow. In uh, What was that all about? What competition? Uh, it's up in western New York, the Amber Waves of Crane. Really? I, I know about that competition, don't I? That's actually you gotta uh, treat yourself to a hooker. I think it just sounds. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it just so sounds familiar celebrate. from the song. From the, you know, my wife gave me a little prize too, be. so it's good. Whoa. Oh, oh yeah, it's not even your birthday. <laughs> a little separate medal for you there. The anus. Uh, what did you get? Tell us. Tell us about your medals. I got uh, one first place, one second place, and four third place. Wow, yep. job. that's a lot of iron. And the beers? Hey, it got a little heavy. I got a third place mead. Mead, I good. Got a third place Scottish eighty shilling. All right. Was it? Was it strong dark? Was it JP's? Was it JP's? Uh, not JP's. Jamil's uh, Scottish. Actually, I uh, did not use any of JP's recipes. Uh, <laughs> did you use any of Jamil's recipe? Was it Jamil Scottish? Jamil. Jamil. That's why you only won six yeah. medals then, jerk. Could have been 12. Yeah, could have been 59,000. <laughs> yeah. okay. For uh, In your stupid face. Dark, I got second and third. Okay. Wow, second and third. Another guy who only beats himself, just like JP. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that was good. Shuman, did you save room on the feelings calendar? Yeah. Good. I, I, I did. I got first place in Robust Porter. Nice. Oh, yeah. And third place in American Pale Ale. Oh, uh, was there, I bet there was a lot of interest oh, yeah, there. Oh, big category. Yeah. And you got a third? Well, my, beer's name was Pl- my beer name for the American Pale Ale was Pliny the Midget. <laughs> Very nice. Chet likes like himself that? a good midget. And he likes Pliny, so uh, he, he might be he able to go both. to bed with Chet. Good combo. <laughs> Congrats, man! That's fantastic. Yeah. I love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. good job. Yeah. All right. That's a lot of and uh, Thank you. now, do you have your own club? Did you enter into the Brewing Network? Uh, I wanted to enter into the Brewing Network, but since Jamil doesn't do it, I had to go. With the, uh, <laughs> yeah, we understand that. Yeah, should have entered under yeah, cloth. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hey, enter under it's dose. Not, it's not your fault. Enter under dose next time, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> they need some my brother actually entered under the Brewing Network, but they didn't put the Brewing Network up when uh, he won. He got yeah. first place for Dry Stout and third place Best of Show. What did they put up instead? BJ. Uh, nothing. They just said no club. What the fuck? But and he wrote lame. down the Brewing yeah. Network? Yeah. Hey, we are an AHA-sanctioned club. As I spoke to the AHA last week, and we are fully sanctioned. So... 
I might need a phone number to have a little talk with these people. A little confab. You can't happens. just pick and choose which club you're going to mention, exactly. can you? Hey, I, I know all these guys want me to go around and kick them all in the balls. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's done. Good. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you can't just go around saying, I mean, what if uh, what if they didn't like Doze? Doc, you send, send how would you troops. feel? Oh. How would you feel if they said, oh, I don't like Doze, so I'm not going to read that Doze was their club? Oh, you'd feel yeah. you'd oh, be yeah. angry. I'd be slighted. Well, you should so feel slighted right now too. Yes. And I do. And I do. Except I'm just a lot more peaceful about yeah, it. I don't know. Yeah. What I just yeah. I just took a bunch of shrooms and uh, I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> we could have the troops go over there. We should. I. You know. We've got the whole Southern Division. Don't make me send in the Southern Division. <laughs> I'm surprisingly calm from my eyeballs melting out of my face. Don't make me send in the Gulf Coast region. They're the tough ones. I'm gonna tell you right they now. They got backup. Yeah, they went through Katrina. Oh, who's that? <laughs> She's hot. Yeah. Right now. Huh. She used to be anyway. Just run right through her. <laughs> Until the BNR went through her. <laughs> well, congratulations. I guess that's, that the in- that's the important part. I don't have to be so upset about the BN. Yeah, thing. like how you turned it to you. And it's not- always about me. <laughs> I'm like the Tyra Banks of beer radio. It all ends up about me. <laughs> As it should. How could they not do it? You know, I'm black also. All right. That's enough. <laughs> Well, good job, my friend. Thank you. Okay. All right. Keep it strong, babe. And you get drunk of the week, too. Does he? Are you I'm hammered, Bubba? I'm the called in. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he gets I drunk. I should have uh, three Floyd's behemoth tonight. Just one? Well, yeah, just one. <laughs> Pussy. You got some work to do, sissy boy. All right, thanks, brother. Awesome job. Have a good one. Yeah, really, good job. That's fantastic. All right. Another round of applause for Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. That's a lot of middles. And then also for a great name. Yeah, let's give him some more. Uh, did he put that on you know, the entrance <laughs> form? Yeah. And especially if you get. And one more medal for. Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. And by the way, it's not profanity if it's somebody's name. Right. Right. All right. It just depends on how you just say it. Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. <laughs> just do it. Do it just quickly. Yes. It's really not so bad. All right. Uh, so we were talking about doing uh, at the break. Big Joe Hurt wants to give away an album, which I think is a great idea. So one away, lucky away, listener away. is going to get a free Big Joe Hurt album, and I think we should do it by caller. Actually, um, and we can either do a caller number or we can come up with some sort of thing that they have, to, they have to name the song and uh, say, "Joe, you got to uh, we could get see. on the microphone there for me." We could see who uh, the first caller is to name Walter's nickname. Oh, okay, uh, we could do that. Although, come on, you guys got to know that. That's easy, isn't it? No, how about they name the song? All right, yeah. They listen through it. I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, or they can Google it. Okay. All right. All right, so no, we'll go with that. Correct name gets a free album. Eight 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 four zero one beer. Do I got to take this call before we do it? Yes. Who do we got? Bob Flatfoot, drunk of the week. Ah, all right. Good Flatfoot. drunk of the week phone call. Always enjoyable at this time of the evening. Flatfoot, what's happening, brother? Oh man, I'm uh, I'm calling for drunk of the week. Where are you calling from? <laughs> My basement. Farmington Hills, Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> yep. Youper Late or night. troll? I'm a troll. All right, that a boy. Uh, yeah. I like trolls. You play World of Warcraft too? <laughs> Different <laughs> JP. Oh, oh. oh, you know what? I have a 
I have a very addictive nature. If I get on the video games, I I can't drink my beer. Same. I'm yeah. the same, man. I can't. You gotta have your priorities. I gotta man. stay away from those things. You I'll get, get sucked right in. You can tell Flatfoot's at least over fifty because he calls it the video game. I can't play the video. Well, though I do that too. <laughs> yeah, but you're an old man. Yeah. yeah, the pot. Uh, so, all right, tell <laughs> us about your uh, drinking prowess this evening. Well, I started out <clears throat> started out with I have a Munich Hellas on tap. It's a five point three percent. Had uh, four twenty two ounces of that. Then I switched to a uh, a bottle of wine that I was talking about <laughs> earlier. Uh, this old man made it, and he just keeps he makes wine. He keeps adding sugar until it stops fermenting. Oh. Ouch! It's so he makes legs, hooch. It's got legs like you wouldn't believe. So I, I'm thinking about a 17. Mm. percent You can run your car on that stuff. Great. It's very strong shit. And then I, uh, I just did a, um, a a mini vertical tasting on a Bell Top Slam. I did an 06 and an 07. The 06 is about dead with the hops, but the 07 is still going. So I think I'm going to kill off the 06 this week. <clears throat> All right. He's describing so, these beers pretty uh, pretty well and pretty descriptively. I'm going to say he's not too hammered yet. Uh, he might be having himself a good time, but... Uh, so are we. I think, there's room, right. I think there's room for other phone calls, my friend. Well, sure, there's room for other phone calls, but <laughs> there aren't trying my hardest. any other phone calls yet. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So you could steal this just by default. All right, Flatfoot right now is number one you're entered, yeah. in the running for uh, Drunk of the Week. All right, thanks for the call, my brother. You're running uncontested. Thanks, brother. All right. <laughs> Although that end, he just he got bumped up a notch. What did there. he say? I don't know. But he that's just said, "Oh, he got bumped oh up my god, he vagabond!" Just, it was something very cool. It was oh. like, "Oh, and <laughs> which is very." This nice. is a nice ending. And I've got. Uh, I got another phone call. I've also got Henning on the line here. Really? Henning, the only um, uh, Big Joe Heard. I don't know if you know about this. I'm sure you have fans, but our fans uh, actually have their <laughs> logos tattooed to their bodies. Goodness. This guy yeah. has, so neener, neener, neener. has both of our logos, the one that you're wearing and our original logo, one tattooed to Whoa. each calf of his leg. Henning, what's up, my brother? Oh, not much. I can barely hear you, man. Hello, Henning. Is that better? Oh, there we go. There we go. All right. How are you, man? What's happening? Oh, not much. Sitting here listening to you guys. No beer to drink tonight. What? Why not? What's what's the problem? You ran out. Uh, I got none cold. Kegerator's dirty. Needs to be cleaned out. The lawnmower's out of gas, and you can't get to the store. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else going on? So I guess you're not calling in for Drunk of the Week. Oh, no. I just thought I'd call in. It's been a while since I called in. What hey, the hell? Yeah, we haven't heard from you. No beer. He's singing the blues himself. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when is Mrs. H getting her uh, other show tattoo? I thought I told you, JP. She as promised. soon as you fly Raul in for the anniversary party. Oh. That'll happen. <laughs> That's a business expense. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I want proof from Push on that one. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, where are we going to see you this year? At the Great American Beer Festival? going to try like hell to get there, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Get yourself some beer. Uh, you, you sound like shit sober. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Buck up. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Out. Later. There you go. Good old Henning.
<laughs> Gotta love the Henning, right? He's got uh, he's, he's got ink. Sober. What's this? Uh, this guy's name same. is Freakin, huh? Yep. Calling Freak. in for uh, drunk of the week. Freakin, what's going on, brother? Hey, not a whole hell of a lot, man. Where are you calling from? Uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Jesus. Baton Rouge. Louisiana. Baton Rouge. Yeah, it happened. Big Joe, you uh, did a little tour in Louisiana yeah, recently, we didn't we you? Did stop in the Baton Rouge. Uh, Baton Rouge. There you go. That's the capital. I think it's German or something. So you're calling in drunk of the week, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm working towards it. I mean, it's a it's a continuing experiment. Is what I'm about to say. <laughs> it's a lifelong journey. It's Justin. It's not See, a weekly thing. It, I like it's that. It's not a destination. It's a journey. He gets it. He's honest <laughs> about it. He's not. He's not at the end of the road. He's uh, in the middle of it. He's. It's not a sprint. Well, hell, I was better off last night for it. But you know, you know, you run out of beer. It's one of those. All right. So, what have you been uh, enjoying so far? <laughs> okay. Well, I bought a whole what this Malher something from Belgium. Twelve percent. It's a Belgian Stark Dong. Uh, <laughs> Stark Dong. Oh, I love my Stark yeah, Dong. Exactly. I got the Dong in there. <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, don't run too fast. That thing will hurt. It's cold. It's also known Andy. as horse cock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But there's the Samuel Smith Imperial Stout was in there. Okay. I had one of each. Then there was what? And Alyssa IPA. There was also something else. Oh, uh, yeah, a couple other something else. Kentucky Breakfast Style from Michigan. Oh, that sounds Founders. good. I don't know why. It's just a good Ooh, name. It was real tasty. Y'all started talking about coffee stout, and I had to break that thing open. So All right. Yeah, and then there was, uh, what was it, Breckenridge 471 IPA, 9.72. Oh. It's sad that I know that, but Breckenridge was real good to me when I contacted him and said, hey, this is really awesome. So I got to, yeah. Okay. Do that whole thing. Sounds that, like you're doing all right so far. Alyssa IPA from St. Arnold's now, and then there's a Dale's in my future, man. Got a can sitting in front of me. Holy oh, I think, I think you just got Sully's vote. Tasty uh, crack can. I mean, yeah. Shit, dude, yeah. You, you put Dale's a can IPA. in there, and he'll he'll give you drunk of the week in a second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can. It's a pale ale, but uh, yeah, it tastes like an IPA, man. It's beautiful. Okay. All right. Find it in Louisiana, man. Well, you're in the running, freaking. I got to give it to you. Hey. Uh, you're in the running hey. now. We've got two people, I think, in the running, right? Who was our first? Right, what was man. his name? Loosefoot or something? Flatfoot. Flatfoot. Loosefoot. No, that's Footloose. Your favorite movie. Flatfoot. All right, brother. Well, stay tuned. We'll see how you fare against the other callers. Indeed, man. I wish I could, but uh, I lost you all on live feed and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. Oh. Hanging in the chat room. It happens. All right. We'll let you know in the chat. Indeed. Cheers, brother. Catch you all later. All right. Yeah, Chad, I want you to take note of something. There's a thing that we do when we do these shows, right? We get these, these great brewers on. We start talking about their beer. And when we do it, people at home go, oh, man, that sounds great. I got one of those in the fridge. I better go open it. Right? So, in other words, we talk about something, people want to go do it. Right? Let's get some fucking cash for that, huh? I mean, this guy was listening to the coffee stout thing. He's like, oh, I better go get me a coffee stout right now. Everybody with coffee stout? So, let's start uh, letting our sponsors know, and our potential sponsors know, that our our folks are out there going, hey, man. Yeah. 
that j- that sounds really good, and then they go out and buy it, and then it equals cash, 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 according to Shat, the producer's white message <laughs> He's board. done some higher math to get that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just had to do a little algebra to give me that He's message. He's fast, though. He's fast. Yeah. Well, and, and the Army should be emailing these breweries, too. Hey, I had your beer because they were talking about it on the session, and Please it's a do. Good beer. All of this helps. That needs to help. All right, Big Joe Hurt, what do you got for us? Uh, let's see. We have... Uh, don't say the word. Don't say, don't say the title. Okay. We're going to play this tune. It's 888-401-BEER. You can Skype us and either guess the name or I guess what we'll end up doing if we don't get it right is closest to the name or maybe just the one that Horsecock likes the best. That's right. We'll win uh, a Big Joe Hurt album. Uh, How many songs in the album? There are six total. Six songs on the album. You're going to get it for free. If you don't get it for free, you can go to myspace.com slash Big Joe Hurt and buy it yourself. All right. What do we got going on here? This is a tune. That's a tune. JP, would you like to introduce this one for him as well? Oh, you put me on the spot, and I have, none, I have <laughs> nothing. nothing. I have nothing. All right, give it to this big yeah. It's called Lamb Sandwich. A shakedown, a breakdown, and I'm losing my mind. And I know oh, I can't live without you. I've been chasing my tail around this town and thinking about the good times. And I know oh, I can't live without you. So I'm leaning, baby, because I'm whispering around to you. Single love and all the flowers in the world And in your arms it's all I can do to hold on to you And I just know I can't live without you choice to stay or push you away and take the next flight out of LA and I know I can't live without you I had a choice to stay or push you away to take the next flight out of LA and I know I can't live without you so leaning baby cause I'm whispering to you Sing on love and all the flowers in the world And in your arms it's all I can do to hold on to you And I just know I can't live without you And those eyes, those eyes Are breaking me down to my knees Begging you baby please And those eyes
Big Joe heard it. Come on, thank you. All right, you're on the session. All right, we're taking callers now for uh, people with the correct name. We got one on the line now. Did you keep him on hold? No. Or okay, he went away. He, he did he give you the his guess? He thought it was lamb sandwich. Lamb sandwich <laughs> is that the name of the song? No, <laughs> it was not lamb sandwich. That's uh, too bad. Eight 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 four zero one beer. Call now, and lamb the first witch. person to uh, get the name right or the name that uh, Horsecock likes the best, and uh, we'll give you a free CD. Big Joe Hurts, a debut album, and uh, you can go to myspace.com slash Big Joe Hurt. Check it out. It's also a video on YouTube for six a.m. If you uh, go into the search for YouTube, type in six a.m. and Big Joe Hurt, and you'll get um, the video for that song. I'll just take it, JP. Just put them on hold. Let's just take the calls as they ring now. And uh, Okay, Justin's just going to take you, so hold on. I'm just going to take you. From behind. All right, caller, who are we talking to? Straight Cash Homie. Straight Cash Straight Homie. Cash. What, Straight. Do you think, what do you think the name of that tune is? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Mother's Dirt. Oh. Uh, no. that uh, That's not Mother's Dirt, but... That's what one does, of the tunes. Is on, that one uh, of the tunes on the album? That's one of the tunes on uh, on the album, man. It's a second track. It has uh, it features Boss Hog from WCS. Hey, wasn't there a band in Hesperia when we were kids that's called right. Mother's Dirt? That's actually where the reference comes from. You stole it. If you, oh, the, now here's the twist. Here, can I go into the tune a little bit? Yeah. Okay. The the reference is actually com- it comes from the name of this band that uh, was playing around town when Justin and I were growing up. And hey, let me drop the call just so we can get other calls. Hey, good guess, my brother. But you're All wrong. Right, wrap that. Wrong. Um, so the tune, <laughs> Thanks, Doc. The tune Mother's Dirt is about um, a, a prostitute who has to do her job to feed her kid. That slut. What's her job? Is uh, Waiting tables? <laughs> is uh, pleasing men for money. And Blowing sailors. Like washing their cars. Yeah. <laughs> so that came up. Is, uh, is Mother's Dirt came up, so I figured, you know, Mother's got to do what she's got to do. Yeah. Okay. I got Where's it, JP? JP. JP, hang it up. Just going to take him. Hang it. Caller, what's the name? Frothy Yellow Discharge. Oh. <laughs> hey, Grandpa, what's up, buddy? <laughs> hey, all right. Is that your guess of the song or your name? Uh, no, that's the guess of the song. <laughs> Horsecock, what do you think about that one? I think that uh, we can write a new song called that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And it's a B-side. That is a good guess, my brother, but it's not Frosty Yellow Discharge. Save it as a bonus track for the new album. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. You have to call it a boner track, though. <laughs> All right, I got Dressel Brew on the Skype phone here. Uh, you got a guess, Dressel? Yeah, is it uh, 6 a.m.? Uh, no, it's 6 a.m. is the blue soon that we started off with. Yeah, that was the first song. Good guess, Dressel, but uh, you weren't listening to the program. All right, cool. Thanks. Later. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks. You got a phone call coming in from Chippewaka, New York. Right. Chippewaka. Caller, who are we talking to? Chippewa. Uh, digital paper. All right, digital. You got a guess for that tune? Yeah, her vagina feels like you're feeding a horse. <laughs> That's is awesome. It, is it her That's... vagina feels like you're feeding a horse? <laughs> Guys? <laughs> That's a, that's Horse cock is thinking maybe so. Uh, that's not exactly no, the good tune I got when I first heard the song, but I could see how someone could take that. <laughs> you know, if, if Horse cock ever came out of, with an album of his own, that would be a fucking great title for an album. Yeah. Uh, well, let me tell you what. Uh, let, me, give let me write down this guy's name at least, because he might have to get an honorary album, right? Yeah, definitely. What's the name again, my brother? 
digital paper? Digital tape. Digital. All right, digital. I'm writing you down just Dig. in case. If we don't get a real guess, <laughs> like, I mean, at least the a real one. That's song, his but, real uh, guess. I mean, a real uh, song. Digital title. paper is a classic. You could probably name your whole next album. Yeah, I'm telling you. Say it again. What was, yeah, what's, what's, what was your guess? What's the guess? What's the name again? Her vagina feels like you're feeding the horse. <laughs> he says it so straight. Like, <laughs> like what else would it be? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. I'm gonna it's not that. What? <laughs> you're definitely in the running, my friend. All right. Sounds good, guys. Later. <laughs> I want to go to a petting zoo with this guy. <laughs> yeah. <that> <laughs> Write that down. Define petting zoo. <laughs> if by petting zoo you mean crowded Bart is really what okay. I mean. <laughs> eighth grade carnival. Yeah. You got another call coming too. Feeding a horse. Okay, I just had to write it down. I don't want to forget that one. <laughs> Caller, who are we talking to? Boo boo kitty fuck. All right, boo boo. You got a guess? I got my inverted penis stuck in a door jam. <laughs> what is this? Say that again. His guess is, go ahead. I've got my inverted penis stuck in a door jam again. <laughs> again. <laughs> again. Is that the sequel to Balls Pounded yeah, Flat with a Mallet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was on the B-side of that yeah. album. What are these, death metal songs yeah. or what? It's, uh, <laughs> it was also the prequel to Hit My Taint with a Flat Iron. One more time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, good guess. Uh, is that the song name, Big Joe? No, I'm okay. sorry. All right, good guess, oh, Boo. Steel Toe and Scrotum. But I'm getting a picture of your listeners. <laughs> you are getting a a good idea oh, of what happens at the end of the program. Yeah, they, these friend. must not be the ones that don't like his cussing. You, huh? you want to ask, what is Meltdown? <laughs> what is, this is, uh, there you go. Yeah, we're in it. Okay. We are in the midst of it. In the yes. thick of Meltdown. Yeah. An official Big Joe Hurt album is still up for grabs. Caller, you're on the air. Who are we talking to? Hey, this is Bruin Z up in White Salmon, Washington. All right, brother. What's hey. your What's your guess? Why does it got to be white? <laughs> it's not about color around here. God damn it, JP. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Uh, my guess is hurt. Is it hurt? Oh, oh no, it's not. But that's that's the least offensive so far. <laughs> I like that one. Should we? Should we? Uh, it's not very funny. Should huh? we cut our losses and give think, this guy the album? I think I think so. Let's go with that one. <laughs> The song, the name of the song is called "The Sting of Love and All the Flowers in the World." Oh Jesus! Could you have written a longer one, Joe? <laughs> Wait a second! I'm not done yet. I was just taking a breath. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're singing the blues. It's also called "Punch My Taint with a Flat Iron" <laughs> because it feels time. real good. And one time, I want to tell you the story. And it's just a long. One. All right, brother. Send uh, Chad at the Brewing Network your information. We're going to give you an album from Big yeah. Joe Hurt. Don't man. send him too much information. Did you like the music? <laughs> All right, very cool. Thank yeah, you. see, my favorite song, the number two there. All right, good, my brother. Yeah, send Chad that email, chad at thebrewingnetwork.com, and you'll get your album in. I'm on it, Justin. You guys have a good night. Right, you, you too. too. Thank Thanks, you. Brother. All right, can we give an honorary album to uh, Digital Taper, Her Vagina Feels um, Like You're Feeding a Horse? Yeah, that one's already in the mail. Okay. <laughs> I like the golden frothy thing. And what we're going to do is we're going to send a picture of Horsecock with his thumbs up. <laughs> Good. All right, Digital Taper. Also, please send Chad an email, chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. We are getting more phone calls. Yeah. It might be fun to take another, another, uh, call. another yeah. dozen or so. Caller, who are we talking to? I already called in. Didn't, didn't someone just win the song? Yeah. And it wasn't you. What are you yelling at me for? You're the one calling in. <laughs> Who's this? Who's on my phone? Why did you answer me? I already called <laughs> in. Molestando niños muertos. 
For those of you that don't speak Spanish, what was that? I'm yeah. molesting uh, dead children. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> we all know JP. That's what he likes to do. Yeah. That's my favorite. Come on, that's Nathan, my favorite song by them. JP. That's his off time. He doesn't do that during the show. Adios well, mio. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, th- I guess thanks for the call. <laughs> Thank you for uh, Dressel that. Brew. It has to be right. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Is that it? Are we done here? We wanted to try really quick. We were drinking some Laughing Dog beer. They were on the program not too long ago, and we got some beer sent to us. They sent in, uh, believe it or not, a couple of cream ales. It's and, a cream. Uh, saying at this por- point in the program. Happened to be interesting. But we got two different ones. The first one we got here is a, just a regular cream ale, right? Mm-hmm. A straight cream ale, if you will. Yes, yeah, nice. I can see uh, Walter licking his lips. <laughs> cream ales are weird because... They are weird. In some ways, I don't even know why they call them cream ales, right? Like, what is the ingredient that it makes it... tastes so good, it makes you want a cream. Can I... Um, that's oh, what I was thinking. that's awful. <laughs> can I get one of these... <laughs> Beer Information. Beer Molestando Niños Muertos. Yes. Molestando Niños Muertos. And is there an ingredient that makes a cream ale a cream ale, or is it just... You, you just said it twice there, buddy. Uh, well, it's basically brewed like an American lager, but brewed as an ale. Okay. Uh, I just brewed one this week. Uh, I rebrewed it for the second round. Um, I made it. For, uh, made it first in the first round, so it, it's got a lot of corn or rice in it, um, and uh, basically two row or pilsner, sometimes okay. a little of both, mostly pilsner. But so it, it should it, just it, be it, kind of clean and smooth. It's, very, but an it's, ale. it's, it's yeah, it's almost like a lager. Oh. It's almost uh, I think Budweiser maybe even, mm. it not not as uh, flavorless. Okay, and it's uh, it's still a very clean ale, and it's a very yellow beer. All right, I got smoky bacon on the line for drunk of the week. Yeah. Should we take that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Smoky bacon. Oh, right here. Smoky bacon, you there? Yeah. Where, uh, where are you uh, calling from, brother? Hey, from Vegas. Vegas. Nice. Hey, what's up? <laughs> How you guys doing? We're doing all right. How you doing? Smoky bacon. What's Not the word? Too bad. Ah, just calling for drunk of the week, man. Yeah, all right. Give us your uh, consumption list. Oh, you, oh, okay. Just a second. Let me see. Let's got to look it up. My, uh, well, I got my bottles right here. Let me see what I got. Take them out of the trash. Uh, I got... Uh... <laughs> yeah, okay, you do. first... <laughs> okay, first... I did a... Uh, a uh, La Fin du Monde. Nice. End of the world. Nice. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. That's uh, some Canadian shit. It's pretty good. Yep. Oh, you know what? Hey, uh, Justin, you know, you like uh, Trader Joe's, right? Yeah. He calls it Trader Ho. That same stuff. It's the same stuff at Trader Joe's. The 2000, what is it, 2007 Vintage Ale. It's the same fucking thing, and it's half as much. As what? The La Fin du Monde? Yeah, it's the same thing, man. Yeah, it's um, it is. What's the brewery called there in Canada? It's a uh, uh, oh fuck, what's the name of it? 
Unibrew, yeah, Unibrew or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Unibrew, right? Unibrew. Unibrew. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. brew those uh, those bottles for Trader Joe's. That's right. And this, yeah, see, this rock. is why I like Trader Joe's because you know there's a lot got of cheap places ramen. out there looking for like cheap stuff, <laughs> but they go Organic. to the to the good breweries and say, hey, yeah. brew us a beer, and and it's a good brewery brewing them a beer, and then we get it at a discount price. All right, so you had one it's of those the same stuff, man. And then I had a Schmeg uh, Grand Reserve. Yeah. As you should. Um, yeah. And Follow that up. I got this stuff. I, I never had this before. This is a... What the fuck? Lemurl. Lemurl. It's a... Uh, I didn't like this shit. When the first but class, you, I didn't like it. But, but you finished it, it, didn't you? It was pretty good. Oh, yeah. It was good after after the first glass. It took me a while because maybe I had the other stuff and it wasn't, you know... So you're into like big, a, big fizzy Belgians now. Belgian style farm, yeah. But then I ran out of that shit. I got some stuff that I wanted to drink, but I'm saving it. So I've had. Uh, let me see. Your bottles clanging in the background. Oh yeah. Six full sale. Beating his amber, life. Six six full sale amber ales. You, there's six pack of those. Are you seeing yeah. double or what? What's happening? No, I'm okay. And then. Uh, <laughs> no, shut up. I'm going to the store later. <laughs> And then uh, I got uh, four Black Butte Porters. I'm on my fifth one right now. And you got another one left? So, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I got another six-pack of them, man. It's, it's all cool. <laughs> uh, but my, uh, yeah, you know, the old lady went to work, and, you know, I've, I've been hanging out at the house. My brother bought me a pressure washer, so I've been blasting everything inside all day long, man. <laughs> hey, honey, give me another beer. <laughs> I bet you, you got no pants on and you're jumping on the furniture. I got a new pressure washer. Yeah, man, I've been blasting. I blasted the house. I washed all the cars. It is a driveway. Wash the neighbor's house. Man, anything that didn't move. <laughs> How's the dog doing? It's some shit that did. This this song that's playing is actually not playing. It's in his head. Well, guess what? Uh, you're our drunk of the week, my brother. Oh yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. You might even bleed over into next week. Um, <laughs> you might just bleed. The proudest, the proudest day of my life. It should be. And uh, go, hey, go pressure wash the neighbors. Fuck that guy anyway. <laughs> All right, brother. Congratulations. Hey, catch you guys later. Later. Wow. Hey, I got to go with him though. Once you start pressure washing, you want to pressure wash everything. You do, right? Oh, it's just. Oh, yeah. It's just. Oh, that could never be so clean. <laughs> Can we cover this song at the uh, party? It might be tough. Oh, come on. We're going to have to spike the Kool-Aid. If you sing it like that, we'll cover it, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'll do it. We can spike the Kool-Aid. Shimmin'. look good. Shimmin' in here? Shimmin'. Can we cover this or not? Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's covered. Done deal. Are you guys going to do like a whole uh, Set? evening of like games and stuff, or is this just drinking all night long? Oh, no. It's a whole thing, man. We do the show for... Uh, it's going to be a short show this year. You're going to do about an hour of, of show programming, which are games, participation. We're going to be doing some raffles. Meet and greet. Then we've got uh, the session band doing uh, beer songs that we play during the breaks. Yeah. Then we've got Cold Hot Crash performing live and in person. So uh-huh. you, you can skip that yes. one. And then outside. we've got a surprise band who's mm. going to do a finale for us at the end. A very special surprise band. You, you ever heard of a... You know what the a, Stones? You know what a super group is, Joe? 
Yes. Like when Stone Temple Pilots Merges. gets with Guns N' Roses. That's right. Well, we've got the homebrew edition of a super group coming together for the BN anniversary party. So it's, it's like almost beer. Yeah. Rolling Boil Blues Band. And then we turn off the lights and we play What's in Schumann's Mouth. <laughs> yes. yes. As a finale. That game is a game pleaser. <laughs> it's always... No, no, no. Hold your guesses. Don't keep holding your guesses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dang it. You What's in Schumann's Mouth? It's a special guest. Hold your guesses. Who is it? I'm not going to tell you. Special guest. <laughs> so, special surprise guest. All right. Caller, you're on the air. Who are we talking to? Yeah, hey, this is Chris from uh, North Coast. Hey, Chris. Chris! How are you doing? Chris! Oh, we were drinking uh, some Brother Thelonious in your honor a little bit oh, earlier. Yeah, yeah I, he- I heard about that. I keep getting shout-outs tonight. Uh, of course. First it was the old Rasputin, and then uh, the Flask. I was wondering if you were listening. See, Doc, you missed out because you only came in for the day, but we were chilling with Chris and Morgan the whole weekend, man. Camping out, sharing beer, partying, raping bitches. Well, wait. Uh, you know, you're still hurting today from last weekend. It was rough. Chris, how bad were you when you got to He's work? Young. On, He's young. He's probably all, all good now. On, on Monday, were you hurt? Okay, actually. We, uh, oh, we, Jesus. I'm a pussy. Yeah. No, he's young. He's got a big liver. How old are you, Chris? 22. Oh. See, he's like Shoe Light. Chris and Shoe Light are going to be the death of us because we try to keep up with these kids now, and we just can't mm. do it anymore. Hey, they you know, they set the bar. Yeah. Chris, cool, though. So we were, we were taking it easy Saturday. Yeah. We didn't take it easy, man. It was rough. See, Chris is cool. He works for North Coast, right? But he's always rocking a BN Army shirt every time he goes to these festivals. you got to like that. No, I saw Chris at uh, Boonville. At one, the one, of the, one of the last things I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was getting re- off the bus and seeing this guy, and then I'm home. I don't know. Chris, how wrecked was Doc by the time you saw him? Uh, I think I saw him pretty early on. He was doing okay, but he gave us a few good uh, tips on things to look for. <laughs> <laughs> like naked breasts and stuff? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, he let us know that Matt had his uh, barley wine on there, so we went we went looking for that. Were you guys still around when we were camping, and I started yelling at Shat and trying to kick him in the nuts? Hmm, I don't think I would have remembered that. That's, that's too bad. Shat does. That's Shat too bad. Does. <laughs> that was good times. What was that, Shat, like late Saturday night? Yeah. Very, very late. It was very late. I was very drunk, and I felt that Shat wasn't backing me up enough. He wasn't being my wingman. (laughs) you got to have me 100%. 100% of the time. And I started trying to kick him in the balls and scream at him, and I just and he kept trying to he kept trying to be like, no, I'm here, and I just kept interrupting him like, 100 percent, Chet, 100 percent, man, 100 percent. Why? Why? Yeah. I was there when he was throwing peanut M&M's at you. Oh, that was oh, crazy. See, oh, that's what go. started it. See, see, I don't think he knows that. Don't tell him. No, I remember oh, all that. Oh. That's that's what started this whole thing is that, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to have a good time and Shat's fucking chucking nuts at me. If I had a dime for every time I heard that story. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have well, Schumann cents. always likes it. I figured you would. You thought I'd <laughs> yeah. So, Chris, when are you coming back in the studio? Um, I don't know. I'd like to get down well, there soon. Let's get uh, Shat working on that, because you guys uh, were nope. awesome in the show. Chris is coming to the anniversary party, right? Yeah. 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 No, he, no, he told us that Boomba is going to be down there. So uh, you guys get to meet Chris in person. And uh, is Morgan going to come down with you, too, or what? You know, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll work on that. 
All right, see what you can do, and um, we'll hang out. We'll chuck nuts. It'll be it'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll try to kick Shat in the nuts after the show. No over. brown M and M's. Shat's fast for a big fat guy. He's pretty quick. <laughs> he's like a, he's are you, a cat. Are you like, just real slow? He's like a gazelle. He's dodging nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Thanks, brother. Yeah. We'll see you in June, huh? Uh, that's only like four weeks away, dude. Later. There you go, Chris from North Coast. I think Chris was drunk of the week. It's pretty quiet. Yeah. He's a quiet dude. You didn't think I remembered all that, did you, Shat? Try to kick in the nuts and stuff. Yeah, I, I really thought you were hammered. You, you forgot. No, I was totally hammered. I'll yeah. give you that. But uh, no, I remember. 100%. 100%. I woke up the next day. I was like, I know I'm really mad at Shat. I but just, why? I just don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, you actually, I were you really angry? wake up angry? I, I thought you were angry. Oh, I was pissed. Oh, you were, huh? I was seriously pissed. Yeah. And I really don't... I know it was something, though. I don't get pissed for nothing. You know that. No, he worked himself into the tizzy. Yeah. It started... It definitely started with the nuts. You know why, Chad? Because they weren't organic nuts. And then it had something to do... Like, we went to the next campfire, and... They needed a beer, and I didn't have it. Yeah, they needed something. But it wasn't just that. It, because that would have been fine. It wasn't that... It's that it was something like I said, hey, Shat, you ought to help these guys out. And you knew what I was talking about. And you did something like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I just felt like I just felt like a big dope. And then I just decided I was really pissed at Shat from there on. And Shat comes up to try to say, like, hey, it was just a misunderstanding. And I think I just started trying to kick him in the balls. 100%. For the next, like, five minutes. 100%. You got to be with me 100% of the time. So, Shat, that's your new nickname. 100%. 100%. 100%. That's producer 100%. 100%. Good call, my friend. <laughs> that's like a that's like a hip-hop name, though. Yeah, yeah it is. Fuck some right, ga- gang signs, man. Shatty. 100%. 100% Shat. You got me? 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I just stormed off into the blackness. I was very dramatic. I was very emo. There were black chicks up there? No. No. <laughs> You threw your scarf I threw, over your shoulder. I threw my. I threw, I threw the rose. rose. <laughs> <laughs> threw the rose off of my hat, and I said, "100% shat, shatic." <laughs> You're through. You're finished. In my white tight pants and my salmon pink shirt. All right. <laughs> Let's times. get out of here. If you stuck with yeah. us this long, you get to hear a very special announcement. Back by popular demand, and because Jamil is so generous with his time, signed Brewing Classic Styles are back in the Brewing Network store. You can get the book of the year, possibly the book of the decade. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Someone's better come up with a pretty damn good book. Yeah, Chad and I might write uh, a book. A the Bible. And you know, it, they'll, they'll all be... Uh, personalize if your name is whom <laughs> then it's yours uh, brewing classic styles signed by Jamil Zanishev himself available back by popular demand in the brewing network store and also because Jamil's generous with his time and he's got the feeling so, back in his hand yeah he can uh, do it again so go to the brewing network store right now and buy your copy of brewing classic styles already have one buy one for a friend you already limited know it's edition a, it's a great resource it is a limited edition but it's back in the store for a, for a for a limited time, so so buy it now. Uh, next week, Shat, what we got going on next week? Next 100%. week, Butch we are doing talk. some listener tastings, NHC beers. Uh, Gary Glass oh. will be on the show. That's right. <clears throat> Should be a great show, man. We got a great homebrew is, show. Is it Memorial week. Day next weekend? Jay-Z, the Pope, will be is in it? studio. It is. Does yep. that mean you're not with us, Doc? Yep. You're gone? Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to be at Paxi's house. Doing a... Yeah. Got to do it. But I, son of a, I really actually I could really use Paxi here too. Uh, 
Okay, wait, we can drop my family off at his house. And nice. Oh, you're going with the whole family. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the whole thing. You can't do that on Monday? <laughs> Monday's the holiday. See how Doc's family likes Paxton, not you? No, actually, I'm dropping my wife off at the Sonoma Spa up there. On Monday? Uh, no, Sunday night. Oh. Well, we're up there. It's the whole thing. Oh, I see. You're not even hanging with the family. You're dropping your wife off and going. No, no, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna hang with Paxi oh. all afternoon, and then we drop the wife off, and we're going home with the kids. And then did I know this? This isn't on my calendar, Doc. I don't think it's a it's, holiday family type weekend. I don't think it's in your contract, <laughs> Doc. Hundred percent, Doc. Hundred <laughs> percent, Doc. <laughs> Big Joe Hurt is a new uh, member of this oh, program. Yeah. I got to say right now. Um, I'll go home and break the news, and then I'll be back here, and I'll be sleeping with Shumi. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, we'll, so we'll horsecock. <laughs> Three of you. It's a king cock size and horsecock. All right. Well, we do have a great show uh, planned for you anyway. Tasty will be here. And uh, the cool thing is, so we're going to talk to Gary Glass, uh, not only about the National Homebrewers Conference and the competition. He's going to talk to us about a lot of homebrew legislation that's going on right now. And there is some really interesting things uh, happening. So we're going to be talking to him. And then we're going to do a uh, homebrew competition score sheet evaluation show with Jamil Zanishev and Tasty. And uh, we're going to, I think, probably probably get another judge in here as well i i'm i'm, a, I'm hoping that uh, john please will come in and and read some sheets with us as well and talk here. about the different comments that you got and find out why you got them uh chad has uh six different home brewers i think lined up so yeah, yeah thanks guys you're going to get a lot out of uh it, it, next week next week so especially if you entered competitions this year uh you're going to get a lot out of this program because we're going to help interpret your score sheets can we pre-fill all of john's uh sheets with the word biscuity everywhere yes <laughs> They're not John's sheets. He's going to help evaluate sheets. Uh, DMS. We don't want to look at John's sheets. You've got to rip everybody down, don't you, JP? You just got to tear just a little. him down. I'm done with you. Doc, I'm done with him. Don't talk to him anymore. Yeah. Beer information. Thanks, Beer Shuman. information. This next week's show is all... My favorite beer is I don't like that's a creepy thing. It's something about pale ale and a little girl, and she shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> she shouldn't be saying things like that. <laughs> no. Nah. All right, so that's I next will call week's in program. Though. I'll ale, call ale in. Ale is a friend uh, of mine. On top of uh, Brewing Classic Styles, there are lots of other books in our store, shirts, podcasts, uh, hoodies. Oh. Hats, oh. BN Army hats. You get your uniforms in the Brewing Network store. Hit the donate button if you would. It's keeping us alive. You guys have been doing a great job of it. I appreciate it. But hats, uh, you got to keep doing it. You can buy Brew Your Own Magazine through our hats. website. Uh, just click the banner. It's on our homepage. Uh, you might have to refresh hats. a time or two, but it'll show up there. It's a big red banner. Brew Your Own Magazine. You red. get a fantastic magazine, and uh, we get part of the proceeds. It really helps us out, and uh, there's really no reason not to do it. The price isn't any more than if you bought it from them, and it Th- does. Don't help we sell us like out. the most? Um, I don't know about from them, although it, it could be. Uh, everybody a big, else, big piece of the pie. Everybody else we're involved with, we do sell the most. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's a nice piece I like of the that pie word. there. At, uh, most. Brew your own. Yeah. So you can do that. You can click on those ads that rhyme with frugal. Those are on our homepage. Just click them. It's free, frugal? and you can check them out. And uh, you know, you don't really do anything, but we get a we get a little cut out of that too, and that's very nice. And then, of course, all of our sponsors who really make this program happen for you. Uh, you heard their commercials at the break, and you see their banners on the website. Click the banners. Check them out. Send them emails. Tell them you heard them on the show. 
uh, buy their products because they're the people who make all this happen. Click them like you never see them again. That's right. I think that's everything. How about uh, Big Joe Hurt? You want to take us out of the program? I was hoping you'd say that. I was so hoping you'd say that. Yeah, we got to get some uh, good. uh, Take us out. Get us out of here. Big Joe Hurt and Horsecock. You can go to myspace.com slash Big Joe Hurt. Find out their show updates. You can get the album there. And uh, hopefully, Joe will come back. Joe, can you? Are you coming to the anniversary party? Yeah, I'm going to try to make that. Actually, uh, I'm going to try to bring up some folks from the LA area. You are. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I might be able to find a spot for Big Joe Hurt in the I think lineup so. if he makes it uh, you, to the anniversary. Can you party. fit in Horsecock into the lineup? That I don't. Uh, <laughs> squeeze him in. Is the stage it. big enough? Have to be squeeze a horse in there. Yeah. You might have to bend over backwards. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh. And Carlos, you're invited, it. but only if you bring your hot girlfriend. <laughs> All right. And he will be too. Great. Whoa! Joe! Big Joe Hurt. Join in the program. Oh, you're so here, dude. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Really appreciate it. Thank you to Spike from Terrapin Brewery. Great brewery. Great dude. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Go to TerrapinBeer.com. Big Joe, take it away, my friend. Up in the flame, we pray for peace for you and me to find our inner peace. Mm-hmm.